Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 2nd of July, 2020. This is The Gap, episode 523. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Gurry is here, and we are officially more than halfway through the year, Job. Right, you Can are. Can you believe there's still, there's still halfway to go? No, I can't believe. In this shit fest yeah, of a year. This continues, it <laughs> persists. Uh, what's it like over there? It must be the middle of summer. Is it hot? Um, it's it's 4th of July this weekend, so... Um, are you going to celebrate There's that or are you just usually, going to stay inside? Is it going to be fireworks all day? Oh, no. There's fireworks constantly all the time over here. You haven't heard about this? Uh, no. Probably not. Uh, there's basically fireworks going off at all hours of the night over here. What? Why? Uh, and this seems to be a recurring theme between a lot of different cities right now. And there's like a bunch of conspiracy theories going around as to who's causing them. Like what is actually going on? Right. Um. Like one of the biggest ones is that it's the police. It's, that are doing it's it. the police doing it to what tire people out so they can't protest or something. Yeah, things like that. Holy shit! Um, That's fucking bananas. But yeah, you can literally like without fail every night between eight p.m. till I don't know three in the morning, maybe sometimes when I'm still up. Like fireworks just throughout the night, <laughs> all the time. It's every single night. Holy fuck. Yeah. See, that wouldn't... I don't think that would go down here in Australia. I don't think it'd work, mm. right? Because I, I think it only works in America because, you know, you got to be afraid that someone might have a fucking gun, right? There's a decent yeah. chance someone's going to have a gun. But, like, here in Australia, I just go, like, tell people to shut the fuck up. Oh, fireworks. Like, well, no, like, it, without the fireworks. Um, like, you know, yeah. when they're having loud parties and stuff... If it, if it cracks on past midnight, I'm like, yeah, take it inside. Just take it inside. All you have to do is take it inside. Everyone can hear you. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, fair enough. And they do it or they don't do it. And I yell at them until they do do it. And because they don't like if you yell at them enough, they just don't want to be outside anymore because there's someone mm. yelling at them. Right. It's a it's an easy fix. I remember one time there was a dude who got home like rammed on coke like you could tell the moment i saw him he was fucking hammering on coke and he starts playing this fucking like dnb at full volume uh on uh on his on his sound system at three o'clock in the morning it was six floors below me and across the other side of the building from me and i could hear it like it woke me up the So I went down <laughs> floor by floor until I found the fucking the door and I start hammering on the mm. door and this dude like opens up and his fucking eyes are wide and he's like, what's going on? I'm like, turn your fucking music down or I'll come in there and I'll break it. And he's like, oh, is it a bit loud? I'm like, yeah, cunt, it's fucking loud. And, like I, I had to yell in general because of how fucking loud it was. So he goes and turns it down. Holy shit, he got evicted later that week for, for the noise. Apparently, other people just, you know, complained uh, to the yeah. the strata or whatever. But uh, no, I was going to fucking murder him. I was. I was because, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, just being woken up by anything is just the worst thing in the world to me. Yeah, right. I, I get angry at my own bladder when I have to pee in the night. I'm like, fuck this. Sh-. 
you are fucking dead. You know what? Just for that, <laughs> just for that, I'm going to drink too much calcium and get a fucking kidney stone, you fuckhole, and we'll see who's fucking laughing then. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it wouldn't work that in America. Like I'd be dead. I would be a dead person in America. Like, I mean, it's not... I mean, they're not like super loud. You just kind of hear them every once in a while going off. It's not like they're happening in the back of my street. But if they're just sort of somewhere nearby. If it was in the back of your street and you did go and say, what the fuck are you doing? Right. They they might just yeah. have a gun and just blap you. They might just blap. blap, blap, blap. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. all right, I'm in America. My bad. Uh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Like that's fucked, man. Um, so extra. Yeah. Extra fireworks this weekend then. Well, so that's the one theory, conspiracy theory, is that it's the police that are doing it. Like, there was some videos going around of, um, I don't know where it was, but of fireworks going off, like, behind a police precinct or inside of one. Right. And that's where I think maybe people were like, oh, this is what's doing it. Um, the other theory going around is that a bunch of people bought them for 4th of July, but they're not able to use it. So they've just been letting them off, like, every night. I don't know about that one. That's just weird. Because um, it is constantly every single night. A couple of times, mm. just all over the place, like different directions or like everywhere. It's just so strange. Um, so, yeah. And on top of that, I think uh, like things are pretty bad here in terms of the COVID-19 situation. Uh-huh. I think yesterday or even today is like our highly, our highest um, daily confirmed case rate since this all started. Um by a lot <laughs> and a lot of uh counties are sort of going in back into lockdown like they're shutting down businesses again restaurants because uh, we've sort of been in this phase system where certain things are opening up um san francisco's okay yeah at this stage but there's places in california that are going back into lockdown closing restaurants uh all that sort of stuff um yeah it's getting pretty bad over here it's it's i think it's worse than what it was when we started in in March at this stage. I like I have not been outside my neighborhood in since March. Yeah. We haven't I haven't left. <laughs> That's like I go to the shopping center. Yep. Um I go uh we play tennis a couple times a week. Right. Um we used to go walking. We've we've shifted from walking around to tennis because there's too many fucking people around. Sure. Um yeah, so I've not left my neighborhood since March. Like, there's definitely people, at least in my neighborhood, I would say 95% of people are wearing masks. Um, most of the stores, you, as far as I'm aware, you can't go into without without a mask. Yeah, um, It's mandatory here to wear them in the streets. Like, there's places that are definitely trying to do things about it. Um, but then there's places that are just fucking ridiculous. Like, I can't, I'm not going to wear a mask because... Uh, you're, you know, it's my freedom to do whatever I want type shit. Um, so and those people are fucking morons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think where, we're, where I'm at San Francisco is not too bad, like in right. terms of that stuff, but it's just everywhere else around here is just fucked. It's, it's a nightmare. Mm. It's uh, not good. So yeah, 4th of July, I think is, is uh, for the most part canceled in these parts. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's not much going on. Yeah. Well. So I'll give you some updates on the the um, I guess the fireworks situation as we go. But this this has been a constant thing for about three weeks now. It's it's nuts. That's fucking dumb. That's crazy. Yep. Well, yeah. Shit, eh? Well, uh, onto other things. Uh, I took 
the uh, the challenge set by Fridge Monster Man to create a okay. dish using barbecue sauce as the base, a pasta dish, uh, and, and I made it. Uh, but right. uh, I wound up using rice because my wife had pasta for lunch. And uh, mm. so I posted it in our Discord channel. So it's basically uh, a sous vide chicken breast in barbecue sauce, okay. anchovy paste, pineapple juice, and some hot sauce. And then uh, sous, vide, sous vide that at uh, uh, 62 degrees. And then um, once that finished, I, uh, I grilled some pineapples, some capsicum, mm-hmm. and uh, and cooked up the, the rest of the barbecue sauce and put it in a bowl. And it was supposed to have pasta, but we had it with rice. And when I ate it, I realized that what I had created, what I had quote-unquote invented, was essentially a... Um, like a Hawaiian rice bowl. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, like a poke bowl. Yeah, sort of. You know, not not like a poke bowl in that, you know, those have like uh, salmon and stuff. Like more like, yeah. you know, that there's that, there's definitely a, like a chicken joint in the States that is Hawaiian themed. I can't remember what it's called. Right. Yeah. Um, but like one day he would do there. Yeah. Like a yeah, okay. barbecue chicken pokeball. And uh, yeah, so uh, that sort of took the fucking wind out of my sails, but it was fucking delicious. It was spectacular. And it used barbecue sauce. Uh, so I'm counting it as a win because it did definitely work with pasta instead of fucking rice. Mm. Um, yeah, just, uh, just a quick update on the old cooking challenge. I also, speaking of cooking, went down to Bunnings and I bought a propane torch. Okay, fair enough. So I could cook steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And i got to be honest with you, I cannot believe I've been doing steak any other fucking way. This is the shit. I went and bought some nice steak and cooked it sous vide. I cook everything sous vide. I also, when I grilled the pineapple and capsicum, I used the, the fucking blowtorch because now... Everything I cook is either sous vide or blowtorch. But anyway, cooked at sous vide, uh, 54 degrees for uh, two hours. And then uh, I took it out to the barbecue. And instead of turning the barbecue on, I just turned the fucking blowtorch on and blowtorch that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. Like, spectacular shit. It was so fucking good. It was like the best sear I ever had on a fucking steak. And the crazy part was like normally when you sear the steak after a sous vide, because it's been like the trick of sous vide is it holds it at 54 degrees for the entire the entire length, right? So 54 degrees is the perfect uh, like rare side of medium rare for steak. Uh, and uh, so it is like edge to edge. It is medium rare right like pink all the way through normally if you do it like in other ways if you if you like were to sort of eyeball it in the frying pan or something you'd have like a couple of millimeters of overcooked steak and then it would go through and the middle is is the pink rare but this is just mm-hmm. from edge to edge perfect rare and uh normally if you when you finish it on the on the barbecue um, you get 
a couple like not as much as you would normally but like a couple of millimeters of of overcooked steak because of the, the process of cooking on the barbecue it just it requires time but because the blowtorch is like fucking bang like done like no no need so it was literally seared on the outside perfect throughout it was the fucking best and i cannot believe i haven't done this before people were like why don't you go to Victoria's basement and buy like a, you know, a, a restaurant blowtorch? I'm like, hmm. Google how much they cost. $150. And uh, they always use these special fucking, you know, you can only buy them from restaurant supplier fucking gas cans with their proprietary heads. Or, uh, so those are like 30 bucks a pop. Or I go down to fucking Bunnings, buy just a propane torch and some ga- bottles of propane, and I just fucking done. Uh, I did. I did spring for the uh, and like now the bo- bottles of propane are like thirteen bucks. Um, I did spring for a self igniting uh, gas uh, torch head, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you can get a manual ignition one where you get like a sparker to start the fucking gas. Uh, but um, I. I don't think of myself as a goofy cunt, except when my parts are on the line. And then I'm like, look, I don't think I'm a goofy cunt, but I wouldn't bet my life on the fact that I'm not a goofy cunt. You know, like, like if the chips are down and you're like, hey, gun to your head, Job, are you a goofy cunt? Or not a goofy cunt. And my options were to, I don't know, fucking flawlessly Jackie Chan disarm a motherfucker uh, at the at the price of getting shot in the head or just say I'm a goofy cunt. I would say I'm a goofy cunt, right? And that's that's all I'm saying. So I, I you know, I didn't want to do manual ignition because I figured I'd fuck it up. Set something on fire. I did set my barbecue on fire. So, like... It's, I mean, barbecues are meant to be set on fire. So not like this, though. I think that's not fine. not like this, though. That's the thing. Uh, oh, you mean like a bonfire? <laughs> yes. It was it was remarkably similar to a bonfire. Yes, um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's it's been a big week for cooking shit in the old Jobo mm. household, uh, and yeah, I'm excited to see where this new blowtorch adventure takes me. So, yeah, I've used it two nights out in a row so far. I'm not sure how I'm going to make it work for tonight. Right. What about uh, desserts and things like that where you... Oh, like the fucking... You get a, like, on, the, on top. The creme brulee torch. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. like, I think it might might be a bit harsh for the old creme brulee. Uh, it's, it's not that adjustable. Like, it's kind of got... No, no, you just hold it back a bit further. Oh, you're just fucking... <laughs> just like, I just have to stand on the other side of the fucking room. And get my wife to hold yeah. the fucking creme brulee up on the side so I can get it. Um, anyway, good times. Good times. Absolutely. Uh, this is a video game podcast, Joe. Yeah. If people yeah. are not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to we like to sidetrack. Uh, um, should we talk about some games then? Let's do it. There's. Uh, I don't think there's much new on this list. This this list I'm looking at looks pretty. Um, some old, a lot of old games. Uh, there's not really uh, a lot coming out right now. Um, there's obviously the big Steam sale that's happening. Um, 
which is running for, I think, another week or so. Just I think it's just over a week at this stage. Yep. And um, I don't know. For someone like me who has generally picks up a lot of games as we go along anyway, hmm. uh, there's not usually a lot of, a lot on that list that I, uh, I'm like, oh, I need to grab that. It tends to be games that I want to check out but I'm like, oh, I'll wait for them to go on sale, and um, yeah, and then I'll go get them in that stage, and we'll see. So there, there's definitely been a couple that I've picked up mm. over the last uh, week, and uh, I'm sure I'll be going through a bunch of them over the next couple of weeks, and we'll get onto that. But what, what about you? Have you managed to pick anything up? Uh, on sales? The only the only one I really picked up, uh, I guess you know, we did grab the Hunter Call of the Wild last week, um, and yeah. then we'll play that, but. Uh, We'll talk about that in a bit. But no, Autica was the main one I think I grabbed. Uh, I have grabbed right. a couple of other games, Pummel Party and Unheard, but I haven't played them yet. Uh, Autica is yeah. the only one that I've played. I only grabbed Autica because I found uh, that they're now doing custom tracks. So Autica is uh, a VR rhythm game uh, from Harmonix, mm-hmm. uh, the fucking rock band team. Uh, or well, gu- guitar God, team. yeah. Oh, sorry, man. my bad. Yeah, uh, sorry, guitar and rock band team. The uh, the fucking and and that uh, that DJing game, the one with the cards, DJ Hero, the cards. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Whatever that fucking thing is called, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. It, yeah, DJ Hero was um a UK studio. Yeah, no. Uh, um. Anyway, I'll look it up while you're talking. Good plan. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's like Beat Saber, oh, no, Drop Mix, Dro- Drop Mix. Yes, uh, Drop Mix fuses their newest game, which is very similar to Drop Mix. Right. Um, anyway, that's coming out soon. So Audic is a uh, a rhythm VR game similar to Beat Saber, but instead of uh, slashing with lightsabers, yep. you shoot with guns. And uh, yeah. I didn't want to pick this up until, yeah, it had custom songs because, uh, in general, they, like, the success of them, I find, hinges very much on whether or not I like the songs, and usually I don't like the songs. Um, they're this sort of electronic, uh, techno shit that I don't really go in for all that, that often. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, uh, I'll wait it up. But, yep, it's in. Audica's got custom songs. Uh, it's pretty easy to fucking do. Uh, the tracks are just, like, you just drag and drop the tracks into your fucking songs library, and that's about it. Um, you can customize your guns and stuff, but you don't really have to do any of that. Uh, yeah, custom songs is literally just drag and drop. And they're, like, they're actually being hosted well, if not hosted, at least you can find them in the same library as where you would find a lot of your Beat Saber songs on Beast yeah. Saber, um, which makes it very easy to find. All you do is you search Audica. Hopefully at some point they'll put in like a proper tagging system for Audica songs uh, so that you can do it a bit easier and stuff because uh, at the moment mm-hmm. it's literally just... Audica is appended to the end of the title. So I think there are a couple of songs that are being missed as a result. Um, definitely some songs that I found on the Discord that I couldn't find on B-Saber, but 
it doesn't like it's not a big a deal uh i'm like it's it's pretty early days for this shit it would appear uh yeah. so yeah anyway as it uh as it progresses i'm sure it'll get better and better the main thing about autica is that yeah it's a it's a shooty version of beast uh beat saber which i like i mean i like the concept uh i i think i've fucking must have said a billion times that i think vr needs to lean on the light gun concept a lot more than it does and uh yeah that's basically what this is a light gun rhythm game it works uh they do a lot of really clever shit um they they've got like a really subtle i don't well i think i feel like it's subtle it took me ages to fucking notice it was happening uh but there's a subtle sort of aim assist aim assist yeah yeah uh it's a sort of like if you're in the general direction uh it will like of, of the target it will generally fucking aim at it for you like or take yeah. you the rest of the way type thing uh which is good i think it's more more worried about the timing yeah um like whether or not you're early or late in terms of yeah being on beat yeah uh but like you can't like shoot the fucking other way as well like no uh so it's got that it's got uh i don't know if you've noticed but like it does these like these subtle lines to where the next beat is going to be so the next target is going to be so when you shoot one target it'll drag a line to where the next one is which is super clever in some like some of the songs have you like fucking doing a full 180 like from one side and shooting all the way across and there's no way you would be able to see all that shit happen if you were like if you because you your field of vision in vr is limited at the end of the day so you've only got like not even i don't even think you've got 90 degrees maybe 80 degrees is default uh something like that it's yeah. definitely limited but the line drags you across and yeah like i found myself not like before i even the reason the only reason i noticed the lines is because i was trying to work out how i knew to fucking look to the left right like off screen how did how did i know that the next one was going to be way off screen and then i noticed the fucking line i'm like that is fucking really good like really well done and i think it's important because you know beat saber is sort of locked in this track right like you are it's it's just in front of you type for the thing. most part yeah like well it's not like I guess there's ducking for walls and leaning for walls. Well, no, they've got the 360 modes in there now. Oh, I've never done 360 modes. Right. Uh, um, so generally in like a rhythm game, you've got a track, right? A track that's in front of you. Yeah. And you hit it to the sound of the beat. Um, that is kind of how Beat Saber was initially conceived. Yeah. But they've got a 360 mode in there now where uh, it will swivel around and the, the the notes can come from all directions around you um, right i don't know if it's every song that is able to do that but w- when you go and select a song in beat saber yep. um they've got little indicators down the bottom like this is you know traditional this one you can play with um one hand or like there's different types of modifiers like that they're sort of set for and there's a 360 and you can select that oh, okay. and off you go cool. um yeah, it just means you're not no longer like looking straight ahead. You start now moving around, and I don't know off the top of my head because I've only played one of them. Um, I, I guess it's a lot easier in terms of 
being able to see where the notes are coming from or where the the, the blocks are coming from from far away because they're kind of you see them off in a distance so i don't know if it does that sort of like foreshadowing of hey this is where they're going to be next but um for the most part when i've played it for that specific um track it was kind of like it wasn't jumping around all over the place it was very fluid in terms of where it would go next so that that's kind of yeah right something that's a little bit different okay yeah. uh it doesn't yeah i guess well it yeah, doesn't alter my main point yeah Autic is all over the fucking place is what i was getting at. uh i don't i haven't seen any songs go behind you i don't know how they behind would, yeah they, they they come from in front, so they'd have to go over the top of you or some shit. I don't think that'll work. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely in, in a 180 plane, and that's really cool. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's very cool how they go about leading you to the next one. Like, they do a, a great job of that. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's there's all that. And then the, the, the additional songs just sort of make it, like I think the bass songs I did I played through a bunch of the bass songs I don't hate them right uh, but I certainly wouldn't listen to any of them outside of the game you know that's the thing right like it, that that's I think that is more the point right like if you take a game like Rock Band or Guitar Hero or even DJ Hero uh, I would listen to a lot of songs outside of sure uh those games like i actually i i mean obviously guitar hero and, and rock band were literally just a shitload of classic fucking songs um uh, but yeah like you know dj hero there, there were some fucking some good remixes and the songs that i've built mm. out of tended to be pretty good as well and yeah you just like there's there's a lot there that you can like get out of um a a game like that but yeah in these other games it beats over an autica i wouldn't listen to almost any of this music outside of it it's just not my fucking thing right it doesn't really vibe with me um i'm not fucking Mm -hmm. getting home at 3 a.m and pinging off coke and turning up the music way too loud so i guess anyway um i like a lot of the songs in there yeah you would um (laughs) yeah you fucking so Injecting my own music is is fucking is way better. Uh, well, not my own music, but like you know, custom tracks is fucking way better. The only thing I've got a sure. problem with is that like they're custom tracks. They're made by you know uh, the community and community members. Yeah, there are a couple of inconsistencies occasionally. Hmm. Like I was, I noticed on one song in particular, I think it was like a Fallout Boy song. Um, there was like this one sequence throughout, like the, I thought the entire track was like perfect, except for like right at the end of the chorus, there was this one bit, I can't remember what the song is called, but yeah, there was this one bit where all of the notes were like a fraction of the beat. And so if Mm. you shot at the beat... Like, on the beat, you were missing. Like, you were flat out missing. Like, it was uh, early every single time. And uh, you can't, like, it doesn't it, it doesn't recharge, but it does punish you. It doesn't allow you to fucking spam. 
Um, so you can't like yeah. rapid fire at it again. Um, and so yeah, you get the punish for the early, and it was it was just off. Every other the the like what fucked it for me was that every single other one was on the beat. Hmm. Worse still. That song is whatever it's called. Um, is is the centuries? I don't know. <laughs> that seems to be the one that's on all the, uh, the Beat Saber stuff. I I, I got no idea. Um, but it's it's my highest fucking. It's the song I appear to be best at. <laughs> I am like, Oof. like Oof. I think like the fucking six notes that I missed at the end of that chorus, and I knew not to miss it the next time. Uh, mm. Those are the only six notes I missed in that fucking song. <laughs> like, are you right. fucking kidding? I was like that close to a fucking perfect. Like that would have been my first fucking perfect. And it's like I got dicked over because because the fucking notes were off. But otherwise, yeah, no, like, I don't know. You just find interesting songs that people have created. Um, and yeah, like someone did uh, Dragon Force Through the Fire and Flames. And, uh, yeah, that fucking, that shit's hilarious. That, that shit's, that, that song's amazing even on just standard. Cause, right. cause the game does that thing. So it's got like a couple of different ways that it has you interact. You've got shooting targets. You've got shoot and hold on targets. Uh, you've got bashing targets and then you've mm-hmm. got the shoot and drag where you shoot and hold and then you drag it and and it'll go across a chain of like a chain combo yeah and uh yeah it does like through fire and flames does a fucking phenomenal job of combining all those things even on standard mode in in a really interesting way so like all of the beats are still being hit uh you're still quite active uh but it's not like hyper complex i mean it's still fucking still rough but uh yeah like it's not hyper complex but yeah it's got you doing stuff like fire and drag and like bashing away at the same time with the other hand and so there's a there's like a lot of peripheral movement going on where you have to pay a lot of attention and stay on top of shit coordination and yeah yeah yeah. uh like two-hand coordination which uh can be pretty fucking tricky and uh yeah it just winds up being a lot of fun um so yeah that's a good song um Okay, what else have I got? I, I should be able to see this shit somewhere. I can't remember where the fuck I've installed the fucking my copy of the game. Um, yeah, I've just got a bunch of fucking good songs, basically. And I feel yeah. like I've done a good job at finding great stuff. Yeah, uh, you've got it too, right? Yeah, I did pick it up as well because um, I am very much into rhythm games. Uh, I was a big fan of Guitar Hero Rock Band, um, DJ Hero. Uh, I guess after that was probably Beat Saber. Um, yep. And I think Beat Saber is sort of like the the king of rhythm games at the moment in terms of just what it's doing. Yeah. Um, I don't like this game as much as you, it sounds like it. I think my biggest problem with it is i don't i don't think it does a good job of um uh we were talking about this track right of, of the songs are on a, a highway yep. and they're coming towards you and they get to a point 
and you know this is where I need to hit um, the button or do the action. Uh, all, all the games we just spoke about did that, whereas this one doesn't have a track necessarily. It's kind of the track is in the middle of the air somewhere and you don't have a good grasp of where that beat or that, that actual point is. So what they do is they visualize it by having a circle around the um, the notes or whatever whatever the, the target you've got to shoot. Yep. And once the target retracts and gets to where the, um, the target is, that's when you shoot, right? Um, and it's kind of just hard to gauge when you're in a 3D environment like when that is especially on some of the harder modes when it's coming at you really quickly mm. um on, on things like standard i don't remember the mode standard beginner um and then it goes advanced and something else or intermediate advanced uh like the standard stuff it's it's pretty pretty basic but once it gets a lot quicker to quicker going and you're like trying to like look at notes beforehand and start, sort of figure out where you should be going next and when you should be shooting and that sort of thing i just feel like it it just doesn't click as well because um, you just don't have a good idea of like, I don't know, when like where when is the point where you should be going, especially when there's a lot of beats happening at once and things are coming at you out of time. And it's just very hard to be like, oh, this one is up here and this one, this next one is down here. And they kind of, it's just hard to tell like where it is on the screen it is you should be shooting and when. Um just I just feel like it's hard because it's in a 3D space. It's not as easy. It's not it's not coming in front of you or on like a, a straight plane or anything like that. So that's kind of the one thing that um just doesn't feel right to me. I and, sort of visualize uh, it more like like I think the the shrinking circle to me makes mm. it feel a bit like uh the you know time crisis or virtual cop like they're about to shoot type thing. Yeah. Right, and I suppose the uh, the solution to your issue would be if you could just shoot the fucking circles ahead of time, right, without having to wait for the circle to close, because that's how you do it. See, that's I think that's the thing, right? Like for me, it is uh, Autica sits more towards light gun game than it does rhythm game, right? Because mm. I guess because of the lack of a track, uh, which. I, I I definitely agree. Like it fucking escalates the complexity immensely. Uh, it makes it so much yeah. harder. And I I feel like I I can't tell, but I feel like there are some fucking notes that don't like the notes move at different speeds sometimes. And I do not think that is. Yeah, they move at different speeds, different angles, and they're not. It's not like they're coming at you. Like I said, the other games where it's it's on a track it's straight ahead. They're sort of popping in and out of different angles, different speeds. And, and sometimes you'll see two come at the same time that look like they're next to each other, but then one goes off and the other one kind of is a bit slower. And it's just kind of like, uh, I'm not really sure when I should be, like when it's actually going to go off. Yeah. Like reach that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a like it's a bit tricky. Like it does really small things that are supposed to, I guess, supposed to tell you things. Uh, Especially like with that that example in particular, the the staggered, like the I've got it, uh, left is blue and right is orange, so yeah, the staggered blue orange, uh, looks different. A, a simultaneous blue orange has a line linking to them, like simultaneous ones always have a line linking them, 
and if they're staggered they're not yeah. but you still can't tell which one is necessarily going to be first and so that mm. is a bit tricky like you can't like you can sort of guess but when they come in close enough that they could be simultaneous but there's no line yeah it's it, it's very difficult to tell and i just i think what that one like that is more a, a, a uh like track creation issue than it is like i think that would be something you just shouldn't fucking do staggered by millisecond type fucking like uh, it just feels like a cheese mechanic but at the same time yeah i think my overall point like overarching point is is that yeah because i look at it more as a light gun game i sort of more visualize it as if you're remember those like fucking every light gun game had one where you'd be like just faced with a fucking building and motherfuckers pop up out of windows and you'd fucking pop them as they popped up out of windows mm. that's how it feels to me but it's on time with a beat you know like i'm not I'm like fucking full-blown visualizing a fucking window with pop-ups but yeah that's like yeah i think autica just sort of fills a hole in me that is left there by the fact that for whatever reason vr game makers aren't making fucking light gun games i don't understand have you tried pistol whip i saw it but it doesn't have fucking custom songs so right. <laughs> i'm like uh, what if i hate all the music and then i watch the trailer and i'm like well i hate that so this isn't off to a good start like if it ever gets custom songs i'm yeah. fucking there pistol whip looks fucking rad but yeah i just i just mm. don't want to play a game without customs i don't want to play a, a rhythm game without custom songs because yeah I think the, yeah, the the music is such a big part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I like, like, I like the game and, like, what it's doing. I just feel like Beat Saber's done a better job at it. And, and I think it's just purely because of the way it's sort of laid out. Yeah. Um, like, I, when I was big into Rock Band, right, I don't play Rock Band by looking at um, so you've got the track, the highway track, yeah. and the line is where you're supposed to hit the note. I don't look at the where the line is. You're looking at the start of the highway yeah, the to gather highway. like where yeah. the notes are coming, and then you memorize it and you know what you're supposed to hit and when it's supposed to be hit. Same thing, um, especially on like the expert difficulties, right? Where it's that's the stuff is coming at you really quickly, and you don't have time to sort of um, play it the the other way. Um, Beat Saber is very similar in terms of uh, some of those modifiers where it'll get rid of the arrow indicators to show you which way you should be slicing. Have you done those ones? Uh, yeah. Um, I have watched my wife do them. I haven't done my, them myself. Right. So what it, what happens is the notes, the, the, the blocks come towards you. Yeah. They, you know, you'll see them coming down the track and then the, the slicing direction disappears. Yeah. Right? yeah. People at home that haven't played it and by the time it gets to you um it's been a good two or three seconds where you don't know which way you're supposed to slice but i play it the same way i play um rock band is that i'm not looking in front of me i know which way i'm supposed to slice because i am i'm four or five blocks ahead already yeah. and i know which way i'm those blocks are because i'm going down it, beat saber is very much for the most part in rhythm they they do chuck some curveballs at you but it's generally like if you swing down on your right hand 
for the most part, the next one is going to be up. Or if you're swinging like left on one side, then it's probably right on the next one. Or um, they try and keep some sort of consistency there. So you sort of know what's going on. But also you've seen that block coming up and you know, well, this one is down, the next one after that is up and then it's right, you know, like that sort of thing. So that's very much how I play um, Beat Saber as well. I'm, I'm looking you know five or six blocks ahead yeah whereas this game and maybe i need to play it more it's just uh it's a, it's a bit harder because i can't see them I, like i can't see the the targets coming in because it, it, for the most part it's very like there's one zooming in here on the right and then there's another one zooming on the left and like you said it, it foreshadows where the next one is coming but it hasn't fired it yet at me yeah on, on some of the slower songs yeah. and so you're like all right well this one is right left and then this one is here but there's something else happening over here mm. so i've got to watch on my right and i'm not really sure like when that sweet spot is like i've just got to think of the beat and sometimes like there's not as many targets as there are beats and you're not really sure like when you should be Which hitting beat, it yeah. maybe that's just where i'm a bit iffy on it but otherwise like um yeah it's really well done uh, i like the shooting stuff it, it feels really good and responsive. Um, I'm interested. Well, I'm not really interested to see what they're doing next because I know what they're doing next and I'm not interested sure. in it. Yeah. <laughs> their, uh, their next game, which is, uh, I just spoke about it before. Yeah. Um, it's similar to Drop Mix. Fuser. Fuser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Saw a video for that. No, no, thank you. I, I, it just doesn't interest me. I read at all. Steve's, Steve Wright's uh, preview on Survivor and uh, I'm like, eh. Uh yeah, no probably. It, it sounds like that um the one you talked about before drop mix, drop mix it's, yeah. it's like a board game, right? Yeah. Um but there was a game bef- a while back and I think did Rockstar make it or they published it, but it was on like oh, the Vita. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Oh, I, I remember the song you're talking about. I cannot remember the name. Uh let's have Like I've got it here somewhere. Uh I think I've given them away recently. Oh, wait, no, him. Oh, no, no, it was the PSP. Yeah, even earlier. PSP. <laughs> Beta Raider. Bunch here. Yeah, that's it, Beta Raider. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it definitely sounds like here. that. Exactly like that. Yeah. Anyway. Um. um yeah, okay, so... uh. I just remember what I was going to say and uh, yeah um, you know what I haven't given you any shit for what is buying a fucking VR headset that's uh, tied to Facebook and uh, buying into the walled garden horse shit that Oculus puts up because there is a VR game that I very much want to fucking play but I get it (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm not I'm not outside the wall I'm in the wall yeah you fuck um I want to play Phantom Covert Ops, which is the fucking canoeing fucking shooting game. Metal Gear Solid, but you're in a canoe. I really want to play that game. I so desperately want to play that game. But for the life of me, I cannot get fucking Revive to work successfully or consistently. So I just can't. And it drives me fucking bananas. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Fuck you for paying Oculus and buying into their horseshit. No problems. Yeah. Any 
time. But uh, right. seeing how you do have Oculus, you should like get that game. I'm looking at a trailer now. Um, I've got a couple of VR games on my wish list at the moment that I'll that I'll grab. Uh, oh well, no. The cool thing about Oculus and the Oculus Store is that they appear to never fucking discount everything. Anything and everything always costs fucking forty plus dollars. And uh, oh, is it only on? Oculus. Yeah, this, this is my entire problem, is that it's exclusive to Oculus, and that's some garbage shit. And yeah, fuck them. Um, it's it's very annoying to me because, like, it looks amazing, it looks spectacular, mm. and I can't fucking play it. Fuck them for doing right. this to me. Have you have you played any like the job simulator games or? Yeah, I played job simulator. Uh, any good? Um, I like Job Simulator. Uh, it's what about the second one where you're in like an island. What? What's? Th- I haven't played the second. What? What's that one? Was it? I think there's a second one. Is it like? Uh, like oh, I don't know. Jobs is it called Holiday Simulator or something? Maybe. Uh, Jobs Job Simulator is basically just like a physics. Like it's it's sort of like um, what's that surgery surgery simulator? Surgeon simulator. Surgeon yeah. simulator. Yeah, it's basically that. Like, but better writing and like uh, a lot more variety in what shit you're fucking up. Um, it's like very entertaining uh, in the way that it sort of plays out. Um, thanks to yeah, like a cute design and goofy ideas yeah it's sort of like uh if surgeon simulator was just one game in a warioware title you know warioware sure. yeah. it's, it's like fucking 200 mini games and they're all fucking idiotic and surgery surgeon simulator was just one of those one part of all 200 of those that's what job simulator is like it's definitely worth right checking out but yeah yeah second one's called vacation simulator right Right, right. It came out last year. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played that one. Anyway, um, what else do we have here? Uh, Superland. Oh, yeah. Go. Uh, yeah. So I picked this up. It was on sale. And um, I didn't realize the DLC you were talking about last or a couple of weeks back. Uh, it's not out yet. It comes out like this week, I think two days from now. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, Superland is a first person puzzle game um in the vein of like a uh i I guess you could say it was sort of similar to like a a portal or a uh talos principle i I think more in line with like talos principle um what were some of the other ones like cubed i think was a game that i played uh but yeah like a first person puzzle game whereas this one is sort of like you're getting um items and abilities and you um, ways to interact with the environment as you progress further and further into the game and it starts to unlock more and more things that you can do um, in like this literal sandbox like you're in a kid's sandbox and everything is um, like you're like a little red little red man in this giant sandbox and like you can see out above you and there's like sandcastles and on the odd occasion you'll see the kid that's sort of like playing around with you um like a a shift in perspective and you'll 
you'll be able to traverse this environment and unlock new areas. And as you do that, you discover new ways to interact with the world. And like, eventually you go back to, in a like a Metroidvania style type of way, you go back to other areas and like, oh, you can do these things in here now. Like um, you can now interact with uh, this button in a certain way, which you couldn't do before. And now you've got an ability to to stomp on something and that allows you to break glass and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it, it does a really good job. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. I bashed it out and couple of sessions yep um it's it's not super long it's uh, super land is not super long <laughs> it is maybe 10 or 12 hours depending on how quickly you can get through some of these puzzles true there's a lot though i think i finished it and my progress up my progress score was like 40 percent or something like that or yeah um yeah i think i was I thought I was really far into the game and it was like, you're 15% of the way through. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've been playing this for like eight hours. What is happening? Yeah. And I think that is just taking into account, like uh, you can pick up coins, which you use to buy new abilities. Yeah. Um, there are other things in the environment that you can interact with that sort of uh, counts towards like a progress as well. So I think that's just kind of the thing that it's like, oh, you haven't actually 100% of the game. There's still a bunch of other things that you can go that is and great. do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's 100%, but for the most part, you don't really need to do any other stuff. Um, I think it does an, a, a decent job at telling you how to interact with the world. Um, like a lot of it is information you gather through other NPCs in the world. You kind of talk to them and they'll give you hints as to what you should be doing in this particular area or this particular puzzle. Um, and then other times it's sort of just like a, um, like just try it, just, just try something and eventually you'll figure it out or, or trying something that is a little bit different to something else you've done earlier. Um, like playing around with the, the tool set that you've got. Yeah. And there are occasions in the game that I, I, I got stuck. Like I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Um, <clears throat> and I'd go look up a tutorial and be like, all right, <laughs> I didn't know you could do that at all. <laughs> and there's like nobody around here to talk to. And I think that's like one of the problems that the game has is that it doesn't really. Can you think of um, any like, examples like of when that happened? Um, without sp- I think there's at one stage where like you get the electrical abilities and you start oh, yeah. joining them between metal bits mm. and then you've got to like shoot, you can shoot one of your guns through it and it changes the color of the gun. Mm. Like there are stages where it just doesn't really tell you you can do that and you kind of just have to guess that you can do it. Right. Um, like there's no one around you. Yeah. You haven't used that ability before in a certain way um, with that particular gun. There was one point where and this this gets in like spoiler territory for getting puzzles, but uh, like being able to paint certain items that you've got, like objects that you've got on you and using that to get through certain puzzle gates that the game throws at you, like just not knowing you could do that. Um, yeah, it's like sometimes it holds your hand a lot and it's like, hey, this is how you should do this. You know, you got to do it. Um, you, you got to figure out how to do this puzzle and then it sort of escalates that and then keeps escalating it until you sort of mastered it and it throws you another uh, 
type of thing you've got to do to salute uh, to uh, solve a bunch of problems with uh, but then it'll just be like you just fucking get to a spot and you're like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here have i gone the wrong way and th- that's the problem where it being a metroidvania game you're not really sure if you've got the thing that you need to solve this puzzle yet or if you're in the wrong area yeah. and sometimes you've got it but the game just hasn't told you mm. i think that's where it kind of fumbles a little bit um in terms of getting you to do certain things that you just kind of have to figure out for yourself um because there was i think two or three occasions that i looked up i could go through my history on on youtube but i was just like i did not know you could do that <laughs> like it just doesn't it never told me i could do that it's just kind of a thing where you're like all right figure that out but then there are occasions where you do figure it out for yourself and you feel really smart and you're like oh cool that's awesome that is uh, an interaction that I thought would work and it did work. And that stuff is really well done. Like when it just sort of, it just happens and things click. And then there are parts where you're like, I didn't even know that I could start. Like I didn't, I didn't know I could that'd interact with each other that way. Um, things like the, like the final boss fight as well comes to mind of me going oh yeah i know how to do this mm. um i do this you know, I, I got to a point where i figured everything out except for the last bit um where you need to get a green thing through a green hole mm. and i was like i don't know where the last thing is that i need to get to do this like mm. i can't i don't know what i'm supposed to do here um and then i looked at i looked it up because i spent way too long trying to do it um and i was like oh that's what i need to do okay like fair enough like i've like at no stage anywhere else in the game has it got me to do that yeah. in that particular way it's gotten me to paint things in a certain way but not what it tried to get me to do and i think that's like the sort of bits where it breaks down a little bit yeah um so anyway it's a it's an excellent game if you haven't played it yet definitely check it out especially with the dlc um dropping in about two days yeah. they they literally just rolled out an update while we're talking and i don't know what it is um they've like added so many achievements yeah since i've played it like when i went okay. to play the dlc it was like oh and don't forget to try and get all these deals uh all these achievements from the regular game i'm like fuck off fuck off if i'm going back to do that shit <laughs> You're fucking high, guys. Oh, yeah. Because I, I looked at one of... Uh, when I was looking at one of the guides to fix a puzzle, they um, there are these, like, bodies of, of, of your villagers that are around, and a lot of them are from familiar characters in pop culture. Mm. Um, and I didn't know you could interact with them <laughs> like, <laughs> until I watched this video, and I was, like, pretty far to the end of the game. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, you can do that. Okay, yep. fair enough. Um, so I missed that whole thing. And uh, yeah, there's just, I don't know, th- th- there's a lot of things that it does really, really well. And then there's some things that I think it's just sort of uh, a bit sloppy. Um, and it looks like they've changed a lot of the puzzles as well because I-, I looked at one puzzle and... Uh, you can watch a, like a video on YouTube and you look at like what you're facing and what they're doing. And you're like, that's not the same thing I'm doing. Like it yeah. looks a little bit different. Like they've 
played around with the puzzles a little bit. Well, the thing some is, of them right, are, um, like the whole game was made by one guy, right? So right, he has taken a lot of like taken the opportunity to to I don't know uh, clarify a lot of what he did originally over the course of yeah. the time that it's come out, um, hmm. and refine it over yeah over time. Um, since it since it first because it came out last year, maybe not twenty. It says here twenty nineteen, but it also says twenty eighteen. So yeah, maybe it was like a I'm pretty sure I early it. access thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I played it twenty eighteen. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a cool game. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's on sale now, so um, it's. Nine dollars US if you have not played it and you're a fan of of puzzle games at least like a Portal or uh, Talos Principle the games we mentioned before um, or if you just like puzzle games in particular yeah it, it's it's extremely good like I uh, the Witness maybe Witness is I think a little bit different little um, bit, yeah but it's got that sort of visual. Um, like design similar to the witness I, I guess whereas like the talus principle i don't think it like when you look at that game it's not like a visual game it's yeah sort of just a um whereas the witness or portal uh, it, it sort of the aesthetic of it is really interesting and unique um so yeah anyway that's Superland. it is out now on on every, i think it's on just is it just Steam? Is it just PC? I'm pretty sure it's only PC. Yeah, yeah. Fifty five percent off at the moment. DLC is out very soon, uh, and I'll definitely check that out because I had a lot of fun with it. Um, is is the DLC much longer? Uh, no, it's I'd say it's shorter. Ultimately, um, how much time have I spent playing Superland altogether? I've played it for twenty nine hours. So, uh, but I went through and one hundred percented the main game. Uh, okay. No, I think I, I didn't get one coin. I couldn't fucking find it because you get to this point where you've got this fucking like uh, an item that beeps when you get closer to coins, and uh, I must have been all over okay. the fucking all over the fucking place trying to find that last coin. I just couldn't fucking do it. I just, yeah, I'm like I'm, I don't know. I, I got nothing. I, I give up, and so I bailed. But uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I, I think I spent about 20 hours playing Superland and then about nine hours playing the, the DLC. And I, cool. I got in early cause I backed Superland 2 on Kickstarter. Is, what, Is there a second one coming? Yes. Oh. Available on awesome. Kickstarter. Yeah. Yep. I'm very nice. excited. I'll check that out. Um, what else we got here? Uh, talk about Elite Dangerous quickly. Do it. The space Star truck. Wars, the, the space, the uh, Star Wars um, trailer that was shown a couple of weeks back has got us all clamoring for some space games. Mm. Uh, and I've got a, uh, a joystick sort of set up with a throttle joystick. Hotas. Hotas? Hot ass. Hot ass, something like that. <laughs> yeah, um, and basically you use that to 
control your ships and that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I should fire up Elite Dangerous again because that was pretty good. And I haven't played it since, um, yeah, for a while. Anyway, my um, joystick and throttle is extremely sticky, Joe. Oh. <laughs> it's extremely Ooh. sticky. Ooh, They've la, la. got this like coating that they use on the rubber. Yep. Um, and it turns out if it gets extremely hot or um, just sort of over time, it degrades and becomes uh, like yeah. very like there are mouses that you can go and get and it's got this sort of coating on there. And eventually just sometimes it'll just degrade and get very sticky. Yep. Um, and so I like I looked it up. How do I make it not sticky? And there were a couple of solutions on there. Um one of them was like getting sandpaper and just sandpapering the the coating off, which is one way to do it. Hmm. Um, but I thought, oh, that might ruin it a little bit. Like, I don't know. Like, how much do you sandpaper? Will it right. get fucking dust and shit everywhere? Yeah. The other solution was to use talcum powder on the, um, or baby powder okay. on the device and like rub it in to the, the actual rubber parts because it's not the whole thing that's sticky it's just where the rubber is which is a decent majority of wherever your hand is going to be sitting um like the buttons aren't rubber or anything like that they're plastic and so i was like well i'll fucking do that so i went down to the shops and got some some baby powder the talcum free baby powder and um got home and started fucking powdering up my joystick and throttle <laughs> with with this baby powder and it's fucking it was a mess there was shit everywhere sure. um it's not it, it didn't like rub in all the way either it's kind of there's just fucking white talcum powder or baby powder all over this thing cool but it worked <laughs> that's the main part my question is why did you not already have baby powder in the house what do you use it for my babies around my testicles all right no dude 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 <laughs> dude dude now that you've got some right after you shower just fucking talc yourself up right like just go up on your fucking balls right your life is about to change i'm so fucking excited for how your life is about to change no more fucking swamp crotch for you, mate. Like, it doesn't matter if it's fucking 35 degrees or whatever the fuck. I don't have swamp. 100, 111 or whatever they could say it is in fucking American fucking temperatures. I don't even know. Right? It doesn't matter. No. You just fucking up on the fucking testicles and it uh, mm. voila. You are fucking. You are in comfort town. Like. Right. How come. How like I cannot believe, I cannot believe that I didn't make this connection earlier. But like my uh, my brother-in-law had a like had you know one of my had a my niece I, I suppose, and uh, and he's like, oh dude, like you gotta you gotta talc up your balls, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. You got to talc up your balls. Why wouldn't you talc up your balls? Like we went, we we'd been hiking, and I'm like, I, I cannot, I cannot walk any further. I, I'm pretty sure my underpants are made out of sandpaper. He's like, why haven't you talc up your balls? 
And uh, he's like, this is the best thing I ever learned when I had a kid was that talcum powder, uh, baby powder isn't just for babies. Just do it like <laughs> powder up your balls and you're fucking sweet. And I've done it ever since. And honest to God, if there is a zombie apocalypse, right? If the apocalypse ever comes. Right. The the can opener, like remember the Daisy Gentleman Bandit, right? And I robbed that dude for a can can opener. Instead of can openers, mm. we will rob cunts for talcum powder. I guarantee it. Okay. We will rob them for their talcum powder to swap our <laughs> stop our swampy balls in the in the apocalypse. It's happening. It's yeah. it's definitely happening. Anyway, do it and report back. Do it for a week and report back. You have to do it. You have to. You have to. Is right? this some sort of job prank? It's, it's, <laughs> that's the thing. That's that's how this relationship works, right? I give you nothing but fucking gold. I tell you to play Superland. I tell you to tack up your balls. I give you nothing but fucking genius plans. And you, all you do is prank the fuck out of me. And it's horseshit. When have you ever given me anything good? When, have, when has this ever gone the other way? None. It's never happened. It's never been reciprocated. All I do is fucking magic. All you do is fucking terror. It is ridiculous. Anyway, tuck up your balls. All right. Um, so I, I talked up my, my joystick <laughs> and um, it, yeah, for the most part, it's gotten rid of the stickiness. There's there's parts where it's starting to stick up a bit again. Um, so I don't know what the solution is there. Maybe I do have to like sandpaper it off, but I don't know. That just... For a fucking device that costs me a lot of money, because hmm. um, these setups are like, I don't know how much they are now, but um, let me just take a quick look. My, because I bought it a couple of years back at least, um, and the company that I bought it from, SciTech, is now, or it was Madcap slash SciTech, is now part of uh, Logitech. They got picked up by them. Hmm. All right, here you go. It's 512 US. I think this is US dollars um, for this thing that I've got. Right. And it's really good. Like, it's extremely well made for the most part, other than this fucking rubber that's on there. Um, but it's such a sick, slick setup. It's really cool. Mm. Tons and tons of buttons. And it feels like when you, when you grab the throttle and, like, pull down on it to... Um, slow the speed of your vehicle or push up like is this weight behind it like it it's got some it's got some weight there um some heft like when, when i used to play play uh racing games with a steering wheel back when they're like oh it's got force feedback or like resistance and you'd try and turn it and then you'd just hear the thing click because it'd be like click 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 as you're turning and that's just because there's not enough force to kind of pull it back um whereas this feels like sturdy mate it's got some some weight behind it so anyway um fight up elite dangerous with that went through the tutorial and i couldn't finish the tutorial system and i didn't know why what the fuck was going on just like buttons weren't working like i've got basically i've got like i don't know you can see this i've got like reference sheets printed off of mm. like this is where this is what buttons do what that looks complicated Be yeah because like these things there's I don't know how many buttons on these things. 20, 30 buttons on it, right? Yeah. And it's not like, oh, press E to to use throttle or something. It's like press Joy 16 to do this. And you're like, all right, what's Joy 16? Uh, 
So then you get your reference sheet out and you're like, all right, that's joy 16. I got to press this. And it's just a, it's about learning what buttons do what and how, how they sort of interact. Like, oh, I know that when I go to my hyperspace, whatever the fuck they call it. Like when I do go that, I, I, I got to press this button in then I got to pull uh, the throttle forward and that'll do me that. Or if I want to put my hard points out, I click this one down twice. Or if I want to go to my navigation screen, I click this one over here and I can navigate using these buttons. And so it's about learning what, what buttons do what, try and figure it out. And so I'm doing the tutorial and I, I'm getting nowhere. Like th things aren't working properly the way they're supposed to work. And I, I couldn't like, it's telling me this is the button I'm doing, but it ain't working what I'm doing. And so I, uh, I eventually fucked around with it for a while. And um, these are basically profiles that the community has put together and being like, this is what you should do. And here's some reference sheets and shit like that. And then eventually I'm, I'm on this one setup and my ship just will not stop th thrusting to like the, to the right and down and backwards. And so I'm not touching anything but it's just fucking going backwards right all the time constantly and i'm like i'm I'm like starting a new game i'm unplugging fucking joysticks i'm loading different profiles every time i go back into it this thing is just fucked it will not i'm thinking well maybe there's fucking baby powder in one of the buttons and just this is it this is where i'm, I'm going um and then i look look into it a lot more and i realize that the profile i'm using is like out of date now like they don't the bindings have been updated wow. in the game and this binding doesn't work anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is the highest rating binding that's on there and it doesn't work. <laughs> and so I search for like another 20 minutes. Everybody keeps referring back to these these bindings for this setup. Um, and then they're like, oh, we've got an X. I've got an X55. The next one after that was an X56. And I think the difference is like, there's some color differences. And in terms of the button layout, it's pretty similar or well, it's pretty much the same um they've just uh, tweaked a couple of things so i basically grabbed the x56 setup the bindings chucked them into the to the game um that didn't work came up and said there was a bunch of issues with like we haven't detected your x56 i'm like all right well how do i fix that so i went through the entire bindings list in like notepad removed every reference to x55s changed it to Sorry, X56. I changed it to 5, X55, chucked it back into the game, and then it uh, accepted the configuration. I was like, all right, cool, sweet. So I fired it up. My fucking ship stopped, stopped moving all wonky. Everything was sweet. So these um, these new bindings are for like Elite Dangerous 3.5, and the ones that I was using was for like Elite Dangerous 2.2. They're completely out of date. Right. Um, the guy that, makes, that made them doesn't update them anymore because he's got some warthog set up now like i think he's got an actual spaceship at his house he's, he's one of the guys probably making star citizen still run <laughs> but i eventually get in the game i do the tutorial it's all sweet i feel fucking gangster like i'm going in and out of hyperspace i'm hard points retracting going out and blowing up canisters and everything's all sick and then uh i get into the the main uh dock that i need to go to and it's like, congratulations, you finished the tutorial. You can go to the job board now and do all this other stuff. And if you want to, you can refer to your uh, ship player's handbook and see what you've got there. And so you go to the ship handbook and here's all the things you can do. And there's like 30 different careers that you can take. There's like mining and 
um, exploration and trading and piracy and smuggling. It just like list goes on. Um, and so I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do some, some mining because there's a job board. I'll do some mining. Why not? So I click on mining, I accept the job and it's like, oh, you need to have these things. Like you need to have these special types of lasers and you need to have a uh, scavenger, some sort of refinery thing and something else. And so I leave the fucking spaceport and uh, and I'm like, all right, where do I go now? And so I'm looking at my star map and it's like, go to this area. So I go there um, and I think I got there, but then I couldn't figure out how to actually mine or what I was supposed to be looking for. Uh, and it told me there was pirates around and all this other shit. Um, and I just like, I gave up at that stage. I was like, fuck this. I'm, this is too much. <laughs> like it, I feel like that it got to a really good point of like, hey, this is how you... Um, this is how you navigate the world and and learn all your buttons and all that sort of thing. And then it just forgot the rest of the fucking tutorial system. Like it just left yeah. it out the door and was like, here's a bunch of text in this uh, encyclopedia. You can read up how to do it, but we're not going to actually show you how to do it or what like what's needed to do any of it. Like here's a brief I, brief rundown and then go figure it out for yourself. Because the, the-, uh, the last time I played this game, I was doing a lot of uh, like trading jobs. Like I would go pick up a bunch of commodities, leave a space station, go to some other system and then trade it back to this other space system and then get paid for that. And I think I've done a bunch of those jobs and that's how I was sort of leveling up. And I never actually, as far as I can remember, went and tried some other things that you go and do. Um, I don't so know yeah, once I realized- the, to, Back when we were playing. Yeah. Like- Maybe. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But yeah, yeah. This it sounds anyway. very much like you know draw the rest of the fucking L. Yeah, and so it felt like one of those games where I need to go and spend like forty minutes watching a video on somebody else playing it and teaching you how to do it. Because I, I did look at um, they've got like a web page of like here's like forty or fifty different types of videos on how to tutorial system but it's not actually in game tutorials it's kind of like just watching a video mm. i was just like oh man i i'm, I'm good <laughs> like i just wanted to like just tell me give me some fucking starter missions and show me how to do this shit mm. and, I'll, and then i'll figure it out don't like give me an encyclopedia to read and try and figure it out for myself and then yeah, i just i don't have the time for that it's too much yeah um so yeah i i stopped playing it and went and played something else which is unfortunate because i was really looking forward to jumping back in i was yeah i started looking at other space games on the internet to be like what else can i play star citizen uh, and Did you mind star it? citizen came up and i was like i'm good I'm, I'm good thank you i've heard that game runs really badly still still um that's crazy i haven't been <clears throat> back in years hmm but i should looks amazing like i've watched some of the dog fights and hmm. and that sort of stuff it looks so slick but uh, from what i've heard it does not run well Anyway, so that was my experience with Elite Dangerous, and I was extremely disappointed. But at least I know my setup works for the most part for when Star Wars comes out. I can get my my setup going. Get straight in. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Straight in. Um, I was thinking maybe I'll jump back into Elite Dangerous to check out VR. That's maybe yeah. the only thing that will draw me back in. Yep. I mean, you've got to make sure VR works for when Star Wars comes out as well. Oh, all right. Is it VR? Is it? Uh, Yeah. Like the entirety okay, cool. of Star Wars Squadrons is is VR compatible apparently. So 
Awesome. Done. Yeah. Nice. Cool. cool. What else we got? Speaking of VR, let's talk about the Museum of Other Realities. Uh, this is available okay. on Steam right now uh, for free. Um, so it's it's free to play for the next three days. So if you have a VR headset, uh, it should be good throughout the weekend. By the time you hear this, uh, I don't think it's okay. got that much content that you wouldn't be able to check it out in a couple of hours. Uh, but it's basically, it's a museum. Um, and it's like all of the exhibits are these VR experiences. And uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's really interesting. I mean, it's 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 a museum. Like, don't make any mistakes. Don't don't fucking don't think it's anything other than what it is. It's a fucking museum. You're going to a museum. So if you're expecting yeah. like fucking pew, pew, fucking or even it's not it's not even nice at the museum, right? This is a museum. You're going to a museum, but nevertheless. Like just just setting expectations. This is a games podcast, and didn't want people thinking, "Oh yeah, a game version of a fucking museum." It is not that. It is a fucking museum. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's phenomenal. Like uh, they they've got these two uh, exhibits at the moment. Yeah, collaboration with the uh, Tribeca Film Festival and in collaboration with Khan. Uh, they've got they they both did these uh, XR. I think. Uh, XR exhibits or something um or I don't know uh whatever the fuck they're called uh but they basically they got a bunch of creators to to create um like VR exhibits and uh right. the Museum of Other Realities has these exhibits because obviously you can't go to Cannes nor can you go to the Tribeca Film Festival um because of you know covid uh so at the moment yeah at the moment i wouldn't be surprised if there was a fucking deep impact situation or something like that it's true um but yeah so so you can go visit it instead normally you'd have to pay a bunch of money to get the museum in other realities um instead it's free uh entrance to the exhibits is free as well and yeah you just sort of go through and, and check out these things i mean a lot of it's uh, art spaces uh and you can like see how each one like it's it details how each one was created and stuff like that and then uh so it's like an audio guide thing as well uh no there, there isn't a guide through the museum at all um but there is like a map that you can use to go through and and you can like scroll uh from point to point uh it's quite like quite limited it sort of just takes you to the entrance to the broader exhibits uh so you go to the map at the front of the museum and it'll take you to say the tribeca uh exhibit and the tribeca exhibit is a hallway uh that is on each side has a bunch of these exhibits and each exhibit will teleport you or download uh the exhibit and then teleport you to a different location essentially you walk through into a tiny room and then find yourself in a much bigger room um and yeah it's just a bunch of really interesting exhibits i think it's totally like if you've got vr it's totally worth fucking checking out because 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an opportunity. Like, there's other people walking through when you're walking through the museum part itself. There's other people walking through it. Uh, cause, you know, it's networked, so there's other humans walking through it. And, um, yeah, you can like see what they're all heading towards, or uh, visit it yourself. You can like draw lines and stuff, so you can sort of semi-interact with them. I think you can group up and group chat with them, but. Uh, I wouldn't do that with strangers. That seems pretty fucking weird. And uh, yeah, then you start, yeah, check out some fucking uh, exhibits. Mm. Um, so can you do it with other people? Like do the exhibit with other people? I think it's I think it's pretty solo. That's, right. Like you can go to the exhibit with other people, and then I think you like leave them. Leave them there. Or, like, you go do it in one instance and they do it in another instance type thing. Yeah. Have you, like, decked out your Steam home or whatever you call it? No. No? I don't even use it to launch games. That's not how I get fucking games. Why? That's weird. How do you launch games then on Steam? I open VR on Steam, Steam VR, in the Steam VR tab, and then I fucking click on the tab like I'd normally open up a game in Steam. Okay. That's the sensible way to do it. Fair enough. Yeah, it is fair enough. Anyway, um, I just like if you do have VR, the one that I really think was worth it, like worth all the download and everything, was uh, the Book of Distance, which is uh, this dude retells his grandpa's uh, like life story of moving from it's crazy sex parties. Oh, uh, it's it's cool. No. It's quite somber. Uh, yeah, moves from Hiroshima uh, to America and uh, is put in an internment camp and then his sister dies ah. uh, at the end of World War Two. And uh, Way to bring it back down, Joe. You're the one fucking... I was always down. I was always down here and you try to fucking lift things up with the crazy sex parties, but it was... No, ill-tart. you were like, oh, play this museum game. Here's the best one I found. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's a. I, I'm pretty sure I went over and over and over how it's a fucking museum, not nights at the museum. Sex. I thought it was not a sex museum. Isn't that what you use VR for? Sex, sex night games? at the museum or fucking, you know, Playboy Mansion, the VR experience. It's a museum. Fucking. Hmm. Name one fun thing you've ever done at a museum. I went... There's some good museums over here. There's the Space Museum. Uh, at a regular museum. Museums. You can't stop cheating. Science... There's dinosaur Re- one. Regular museum. Yeah. Name something fun you did at a dinosaur museum. For the Space Museum, they... Stop bringing up the like, space... Stop bringing up the fucking Space Museum. Tom Hanks narrated it. <laughs> <laughs> Name one fun museum. thing you did at a regular museum. Regular museum. What about th- there's a there's a museum over here that is like all um science stuff. I don't remember what it's called. Bring up um, the science museum again and see what happens. See what happens. No, no, you said you said space museum. It's different museums. <laughs> different museum. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Oh, I went to the Disney Museum. That was great. The Disney Museum here. This. This, a lot of good this is good museums in San Francisco. This is absolute horseshit. 
You've got shit museums. It sounds like insane. No, I'm, I'm like, I went to the fucking Museum of Natural History in New York. You know, the big one that everyone fucking, you know, you have to line up for fucking 45 minutes to. And the most fun I had yeah. in that place was taking photos of, uh, of masks and then sending them to people as Zoom memes. That's the most fun I had at a fucking museum, okay? And it might have been culturally insensitive to do that, honestly. So, like, museums aren't fun, is what I'm driving at. But it's uh, it's a worthwhile experience nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so that was that. That was uh, Museum of Other Realities, available right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Um, Do it. I've played an hour of This Is The Police 2, um, a sequel to a game I spoke about back in 2016. I was originally uh, supposed to review This Is The Police, which is an indie game. Mm. Um, I got the game like off the top of my memory. It was about, about a week and a half, maybe two weeks before. And as I was reviewing it, they kept updating the game and pushing out patches, mm. but weren't sending through patch notes. Right. And I think this game probably got, by the end of it, that two-week or 10-day period, it must have been about 45 to 50 patches that were pushed through. It was doing, like, multiple a day. And some of them were really big, like two, 300 megabyte patches for a, you know, for a two-and-a-half, three-gigabyte game. Uh and I ended up going um, back to the people that sent it to me and be like, hey, do you have patch notes for this? Because it's getting updated all the time and I- I'm supposed to be reviewing this and I don't know what you're changing or like like what the differences are between each build um, if they're changing like the way things work or like my experience is going to be completely different to this person that's actually playing a retail version of this game. Uh, they never got back to me, so I didn't review it. Right. It's like, fuck that. That's too much of a headache. Um, anyway... Uh, this is a place too. Is a uh, a game where you are well, the original game you were playing the head of a, Chile, uh, a police chief department, and you were making decisions in terms of um, sort of like have you played any of the dispatcher games where you're sending off police to certain or, or emergency units to certain areas? Like it'll be like, hey, you've got to deal with these situations. What do you want to do here? You send over some ambulance, you send over some fire brigade, or this one is like. Um, you know, like an over, overview map of what's going on, like the town, and you've got to manage your resources and your staff, send a certain amount of people to an area uh, and make sure they deal with it. And then sometimes the game, uh, this is the police, will like throw you scenarios, like it'll pop up on the screen and be like, all right, here's what's happening at this thing you've just sent a bunch of resources to. What do you want to do? And it could be a something as basic as like there's a fucking cat in the tree or something like that and you've sent two police officers to this thing and then another one might be well there's a someone's being robbed or something like that and uh and then you've got to sort of figure out like how do i solve this problem what do i need to do um so there's one gameplay element of that there's like case solving um where it'll give you a crime and different clues and you've got to like piece them together and figure out like what what happened to the crime and try and um uh you know solve it um and it will throw in like curveballs at you like wrong scenarios or things that have happened or it might give you statements from witnesses and you've got to try and determine exactly what the nature of the crime was who did it 
and that sort of thing and like put the pieces together as to what happens. Uh, what else was there? Off the top of my head. A lot of story in the original game as yeah. well. Um, I didn't play it. I never got to the end because I was like, fuck this. This is too much of a headache. I suppose I can do other things if they're not going to get back to me. Mm. But there was a lot of a lot of story. Um, and this is the police too. Seems to take off after the events of that game. Um, it sounds like it's the same character from the last game, um, but he's much older now. And it's uh, so it's a continuation of that story. And I, like I said, I've played an hour. And when I say I've played an hour, I've probably played three minutes of the game right. because the rest of it has been cutscenes and story. Oh, wow. And I'm blown away by how much it's got me not to play this game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, I'm so confused as to what they're trying to do here. Um, the only thing that I've noticed that is different so far, and I was like, oh, this is a huge departure from the last game, is that there's like this whole XCOM element to it now where you're controlling uh, the units on the ground. So in the last game, like I said, you'd, you'd make a decision to be like, hey, send these people to this location and how many people do you want to send? And then it'd like pop up and be like, here are some choices you need to make. Whereas this game is like, all right, here's an XCOM type scenario. You've got to move these uh, units around. Um, and I've only done the one so far, but it's kind of like, you have to stun stun an enemy, um, handcuff them, and that'll stop them from raising the alarm. There was one point where I'm breaking into a house, like I'm setting up guys, so one dude's kicking the door in, the other one is breaking windows. Um, the other guy can like, you can pepper spray, pepper spray people. Uh, there's a baton you can hit people with. Um, there's weapons you can fire. So I fired at one dude and it gives you like different body indicators on the... Uh, like where you can shoot them and so like i could shoot the guy in the arm and make him drop his gun or i can go for a headshot or body shot or legs so it's doing stuff like that um which is you know it's just interesting way of sort of evolving that particular gameplay element of rather it just being a bunch of text on the screen and being like make a choice now it's getting you to engage with it a little bit more which i like that but yeah that's that's all i've done so far like i did that tutorial because that's what it was a tutorial which went for about 90 seconds um and then it got me to make some selections which seemed to be in relation to the last game like hey here's uh you know here's some things that happened at the end of the last game but we haven't carried your progress across like what sort of decisions would you made and that'll kind of affect the story here right. so i did that okay. and then it got me to do some um so uh, it's it's got me to do like solve a case solve a crime and that took me about 30 seconds or something and i don't even know if i did it properly like it 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 just finished and i was like all right cool and it went back to more story stuff um yeah i don't know what they're playing because a lot of the criticism of the last game was like it dragged and it was too much story yeah and it seems like they didn't listen to that criticism this seems like there's more story and they're not only not only is there more story but there's more story of the last game which like for an indie game that's they're trying to continue a story that probably not a lot of people played um it's just really weird it seems like you need to have played that last game to understand what is going on in this game it's just a strange decision 
Uh, but otherwise, like the art style is really good. The design, like how it looks, uh, the acting, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that was in the last game. Um, and like the, the sound and all that stuff is done really well. It's just that there's not a lot of game happening at this stage and I'm a bit concerned. So I'll have to keep playing it playing it we'll see when the game actually picks up and starts doing stuff um because i'm sort of interested to see how that xcom style gameplay how deep that is and uh you know what what they've sort of done to push that style of genre for because we've seen a lot of those xcom tactical style games in the last couple of weeks um and this looks like it's doing some interesting different things with being able to decide like how do you want to approach the situation um do you want to where do you want to shoot this person do you want to shoot them or do you want to try and take them into custody like i don't know how that sort of affects the story like if you just go in and just shoot everybody what's that going to do as opposed to arresting the people you're supposed to so i'm curious to see what those decisions are what like, sort of mean for the game but anyway if it wasn't for what sounds like an overbearing amount of story uh it sounds like yeah. a game that i'd really fucking enjoy it sounds really cool. Yeah, but yeah. It also sounds like it. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking. Oh my god, when do I get the? Be- because fight? that's what the original game was. It had all these cool, interesting elements in it. Um, but it was very story heavy. Yeah, like you were making decisions of hiring staff and uh, figuring out where you're supposed to send these people. But then the day would finish, and then you'd go back to being this police chief, and it was all about him and how he was starting to become corrupt in the mafia and the mob and and that sort of thing. It just kept going and going and there's so much story happening and like these uh, animated cutscenes that sort of uh, fill in each day and like what's happening. So mm. I don't know. I'm I'm sort of cautious at this stage as to what, how much of this game is actually going to be playable and how much of it I'm going to be sitting there watching. Maybe it's just the intro. But it's reviewed really well on Steam. It's got a, a, a very positive um, a review on there. It's been out for a while. It's been out for about two years, but I got a copy. Uh, I got a code for that recently, so I thought I'd just jump in and check it out. Um, yeah, that's this is The Police 2. Out now. Cool. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, What else we got? Should we stick on the uh, on the... On the cop theme and go straight to Chronicles of Crime. Okay. Chronicles of Crime is uh, a board game uh, that I got because I asked you about that board game you you talked about a little while ago called Detective. Yes, Detective. And then I tried to find a copy of Detective and I couldn't. And uh. so I looked up games that were similar to detective and i got chronicles <laughs> okay uh, um it's rad this game's fucking cool man uh i enjoy it a lot um you've got like a you put out your board uh you've got a couple of decks uh it's heavily linked to a phone app and the phone app does a lot of the fucking legwork for you uh like the heavy mm. lifting uh, but you, uh, yeah, you, you basically go through and solve a case and it tells you how you did based on, you know, the answers you give at the end. And so 
it starts off, you're called into the police, uh, the, the, the chief's office at Scotland Yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells you about a victim. You've got to go to check out the victim. And uh, so you go, it, it'll be like victim. Uh, there's a victim in, in Hyde Park. And uh, so grab the Hyde Park card. So you've got like these location cards. You've got these uh, character cards. And uh, you grab the Hyde Park card. You grab the the victim is number 44. And you pull out number 44 from the character cards. You put it down and it's a, a young woman. And uh, you place it, place it there. Uh, there's a, a gardener uh, who was the, the person who reported the crime. Number 53. So you pull that out, card 53, and you put that on Hyde Park. Uh, sorry, you put the victim on the victim board. Uh, and and you put the gardener on on Hyde Park, and then uh, you head over and like your options are and and everything you do is sort of based around uh, scanning these QR codes on the cards. Mm. So you scan if like you want more details on the victim. Uh, so you scan the chief, and then you scan the victim, and that's essentially asking the chief about the victim, and he'll be like, uh, it's a uh, uh, we don't know her name. She's between this age and this age. Uh, she's found uh, in a pool of blood by the gardener. That's it. But the trick is yeah. each of these questions costs you time, so you need to manage your time. Uh, time's a pretty important resource. Uh, so asking the chief questions about, like, it basically feels like asking the chief questions about the, the crime uh, is mm-hmm. a big fucking waste of time. Um, so you don't do that. So you head over to... Head over to Hyde Park by scanning the QR code on Hyde Park, the location card. And now that you're there, uh, you're able to ask questions of the people who are there. So you, you talk to the gardener and you're like, oh, tell us about the victim. Uh, and he'll tell you about the victim. And then he'll be like, oh, we, you know, we had an argument. We, we argued a couple of times because the little girl with her pulled out some flowers or something. You're like, okay, so immediately you're like, okay, that'd be crazy, but maybe this dude fucking murdered this chick because, you know, uh, the little girl pulled out some fucking flowers. But also, you also know now that there's a little girl that is unaccounted for, right? Like, she was with a little girl. Uh, so I'm basically just walking through the first fucking case, by the way. So uh, I'm going to stop before it gets super crazy uh I'm, i'll try not to spoil it uh but bear in mind that these are some preliminary fucking spoilers for the start of this first case if you are interested in grabbing it uh i mm. maybe i'll change the details i'll change the details uh so you talk to uh we'll keep all this, the details that we've got so far but i'll change the rest uh so you, yeah the the next thing you do is you're able to uh Scan scan the area for clues. So you you look at the the area and uh, there's like junk littered about. Uh, there's a suspicious uh, shovel, uh, and there's obviously a shitload of blood and some torn out flowers, right? And so the next thing you can do is so 
Then, right, noting all of those items, you go to the clues deck and you find all of those things. You find gardening tools, blood, uh, plants, um, rubbish, uh, bottles. Like, just you just try to work out all the things you can. Like, uh, note everything at the crime scene. And you put it down and uh, you chuck them all down on your clue deck. You've got a clue deck on, on the main game board. And then, um, yeah, once you've got like all your clues ready, then you can call up your experts. You've got four experts uh, that you can talk to. So you've got like the um, scientist, the psychologist, the uh, hacker, and... <laughs> the doctor and so you can call the doctor and scan the woman and he'll be like uh she died from blunt force trauma right so then you're like oh hmm. okay a lot of blood blunt force trauma ask him about the blood he'll be like yep people bleed a lot from from uh that particular wound and like okay that wasn't very helpful but if you go talk to the scientist scientists will be like oh yeah okay so there was uh that's that's all the victim's blood type. She's this. Uh, and then you're like, okay. You're basically noting all this shit down. And then you ask the... Uh, that sort of registers blood as a clue or a relevant clue for the case. And you, like, register all these little elements as, as clues for the case. And then you uh, ask... Uh, like, you, oh, sorry, you, you look through the rubbish and you find the woman's ID... And uh, so once you've got the ID, you can find out where she works. And then you head to where she works. And uh, you find a little girl. And you find out that she had a, uh, a, a boyfriend. Uh, and so you you, you got to go find the boyfriend. Maybe the boyfriend was involved. And you find out the boyfriend was, uh, you know, a bit of a, a lush. Uh, like to get drunk a bit. Uh, and... Uh, you talk to the maid, uh, a cleaning woman at her work, and she's a terrible gossip. And apparently, the boyfriend girlfriend didn't get along a lot. And yeah, you start to like cascade all these things together, and like you put together all the clues until you get to the end of the like end of it. And but as you're doing all of this, right, time is ticking over. Every single thing you do costs you time, and. There are certain things that won't happen until certain times. So, for example, you can't uh, you can't find the boyfriend until nighttime, right? Um, mm. Or yeah, you, but there are also things that won't happen after certain times. Like the cleaning lady will have gone home after uh, once it reaches nighttime, stuff like that. And so you've got to manage that time and. The trick is that you don't know necessarily what time you like. Say you say it reached night. You talk to the cleaning lady. You talk briefly about the boyfriend, uh, and then it's nighttime, and you're like, "Oh, let's go talk to the cleaning lady again." You go back, and they're like, "Oh no, she's gone home for the day." And you're like, "Fuck!" Uh, and you're like, "Where does she live?" And they're like, "Oh, she lives out of the city." Uh, you'll have to wait until tomorrow, and you're like. All right, so that's not, she's just not viable. Like that's, it takes too long. So we move on mm. to the next step and yeah, you like keep, you realize that suddenly that resource is no longer available and 
yeah, you got to fucking manage that time aspect very carefully. But at the same time, uh, uh, the only way to actually do anything is by spending that resource. So you've like, it doesn't move in real time. It only moves when you commit an action. So that it pays to sort of really discuss what you're doing with the people that you're playing with, like to talk through what you're doing. You'd be like, okay, well, we could travel to uh, Piccadilly Square, uh, but that'll cost us 20 minutes. Uh, and and we don't know if, if such and such is going to be there, right? So do we want to do that or do we want to stay here and ask mm. this person extra questions just in case we wind up having to come back here anyway? And you got to like really fucking work that shit out because yeah, they're, they're, that time aspect really plays a huge fucking role in it. And yeah, uh, it's a, it's a really cool game um, that like, it just seems so well executed. It works so fucking well. And like, so what are you using the mobile app for then? Everything. Uh, when- so it, it's, telling you more information about what's like is is there cards that have flavor text on them or no, is it the cards are generic the cards so are so it's just a qr code and then you use that and then it tells you the in the qr code what's going on. leads you to literally everything yeah and you don't need like a right you don't need an internet connection it's all stored on the app and stuff um but oh, okay. what it does is it enables them to like use the same cards for diff- in different combinations for a bunch of different cases. So you right. could possibly get the victim in this in this case as the, I don't know, a, a mad assassin in another case or some shit, right? Mm. And but because it's all just the it's all just tied to the fucking cards. And it is like it's even able to like you find bottles in one location, but when you go to another location and you scan bottles, it's different. Like it refers to something different, which is very like it's very clever. It's all built into the app. Uh, and then like when you like when you're looking around the crime scene, you're literally just holding your phone in horizontal and looking around, and it's like a AR experience. Like you stand up and you look around IRL in 360 yeah. degrees and stuff. Yeah, it works so fucking well. It's a really good game. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how similar it is to Detective. Like- it's it's sounding similar, like yeah. aspects of it um, in terms of the resources being like time because that was a huge thing in yep. Detective yep. being, all right, we've got to go to this spot and that'll take us one hour to get there. And you can only work a certain amount of hours per day. And if you go there, you can like um, – interrogate someone or talk to them and then on the card it'll be like all right you can talk to them it'll take this amount of time Mm. uh and then you might get a new card like the card will say go to card 67 so you go find card 67 in the deck pull it out and maybe that's another lead and it takes you somewhere else and um so you gotta try and manage the the time aspect but then also that app that you use seems maybe a bit deeper because it was like a wikipedia thing where 
you could type people's names into it and it'd bring up their date of birth, their um, where they're from, how old they are, uh, their blood type, like their background, if they have a criminal history. And then you could read their bio. And then if something stood out there, you could then go and then type that other person's name in or like a location or yeah. um, or, or even just go like read it on the, on Wikipedia somewhere else. And then you could input clues into the actual app as well. And then it would save them and store them. So like you could match um, like DNA and blood types. Like, oh, I found some DNA over here. I'll input that. And then it would save it and remember it for later on. And you can match them up to stuff that you'd find, you know, maybe in a different scenario or something like that. So I think it's doing things a little bit different, but there's definitely stuff in here that sounds very similar. Because uh, I'm looking at Crimes of Chronicle. They came out around about the same time, it looks like, these two games. So Yeah. Um, it's not like they're ripping each other off. Maybe they're ripping off some other game, but they're doing they, things that are similar. I do believe but- that they are. Like, because uh, I've got, uh, I think my little sister has it at the moment. Um, they're both supposed to be updated versions of Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, which is like a yeah. super old school board game. Um, and I knew that's the one that I nearly got. And then I looked at looked it up and this one was considered like a newer, yeah. you know, using newer technology and things like that. That is like where you actually have like a map and you've got a map books and physical things. Like books and yeah, it is fucking yeah. insane. Detective sounds closer to that than this. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, intuition happening in Chronicles of Crime. Uh, but it sounds like detective you've got to make like you Chronicles of Crime, the app can make a few connections for you. At the end of the day, you still have to put the pieces in place yourself. Uh, hmm. But yeah, it sounds like Detective, there's an element of, uh, I guess, manual uh, labor that doesn't sound like it's there yeah. in Chron- Chronicles of Crime. So it's it sounds more like, sounds like they're two riffs on the same idea and one's a little bit... Uh, uh, I don't want to say simplified, streamlined, maybe more streamlined. Chronicles of Crime yeah. is a bit more streamlined. And so, I like to me, Detective sounds like it'd be more my style of game. But uh, yeah. for playing board games while drinking, Chronicles of Crime sounds yeah, like it'd probably different. work a bit better. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if Detective is that type yeah. of game. It's more of like a... Because it's a co-op game as well, yeah. Um, and it's people like sitting around throwing ideas at each other, yeah. But it's not like having a laugh type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Chronicles of Crime isn't exactly, uh, you know, sex parties, but uh, like I think because <laughs> it does a little bit more of the legwork for you, uh, mm-hmm. it might be a bit easier to play while drinking. It'd still be one that you'd have to bow out of after a certain amount of fucking booze i imagine um but by that time you're probably probably just playing jackbox party pack anyway so fuck it speaking of jackbox party pack i i ordered a shirt on t fury and Mm. it arrived and it is fucking awful but amazing at the same time like that (laughs) they'd like so clearly we were fucking hammered and we'd all just watched uh, Tiger King. I was yeah. playing with Nate and his girlfriend and my wife, and we'd all just watched fucking Tiger King. And uh, so, literally, all of the shirts that we bought are all Tiger King related, which 
just isn't isn't relevant anymore. It's just not like I mean, it's still funny as fuck, right? But it's funny in a deeply ironic way, not in a fucking. Yeah. We were fucking pissing ourselves at these when, shirts. When, wait, when did you order these shirts? Like, when did Tiger King? Oh, when when did I because miss I saw- on Tiger King and like like watch it three weeks yeah. after it? Like fucking eight to ten weeks ago. Like fucking ages ago. Like months yeah. ago. That's the thing about T Fury, right? They take forever. Anyway, if you are if you're not watching the YouTube stream, and you're definitely not, but uh, if you're not watching the YouTube stream, jump on my Twitter. I posted a photo of the shirt that I got on my Twitter at Joey Jojo. You can see it. It is just spectacular. It's so fucking dumb. Like that they've got such a racket going on with that shit. I've got one other, I've got another T Fury shirt that I can literally never, ever wear anywhere. Cause it is like <laughs> it's a picture of a snowman that says, Hey, piss in my mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah why did i buy that shirt <laughs> good lord i don't know good lord yep anyway uh cool anyway that's crunkles of crime <laughs> <laughs> yep um apex legends we'll just keep going on the list i guess dude let's talk about apex legends and warzone at the same time because something is bugging the fuck out of me okay i played a bunch of apex legends over the last week uh i mostly play uh solo like on my own but i'm not playing solos i'm playing in trios uh okay like with randos and i've won Mm. three games of apex in the last week i've played as many games of cod warzone i i roughly speaking i'm pretty sure it's close to if not more games of warzone uh I've won no games of Warzone. Am hmm. I fucking amazing at Warzone? Oh, sorry, at Apex? Or, like, what the fuck is going on there? Because Apex, you def- you wait longer to get into a game, despite it having fewer players required. So there's less of a community, definitely, at least in Australia, right? Which inclines me to believe that, like, generally... What's happening is like, you know how as as communities d- diminish, the only people left are the super fucking sweaties, right? Hmm. So there are like Apex should be fucking sweatier, right? There's no crossplay implemented yet, although it is coming in Apex, right? Which means it's it's all PC players. I'm not fucking picking on fucking controller bambinos in fucking Apex, and yet I have. Three times zero is zero, but like so, like technically, I've got infinity more wins this week in Apex than I do in fucking COD Warzone. And COD Warzone is popping all the time. It should have a bunch of fucking hmm. scrubber dubs for me to fucking blap on. It should have yeah. fucking console players all over the fucking place, and yet I cannot get the fucking win. Bunch of fucking top threes, like second places, just. No fucking wins. What the fuck is going on there? I don't understand. How many um, how many riot shields are there in Apex Legends? <laughs> I can't believe I've set myself up like this. Uh, uh, I guess technically Gibraltar's gun shield. 
Is that a uh, how much do you use that? I don't. I don't. I don't. Ah, <laughs> oh, actually, Lifelines Revive Shield. And I basically main Lifeline now. So. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I found my team, like, we have a lot more success. Right. I think I was talking about it last week when I was playing with the fucking casuals, right? Uh, I find that if I'm the jump master, my team will go really well. And if I'm not the jump master, we will hot drop somewhere fucking idiotic and basically requeue immediately. I found though that if I am lifeline, right, when one of my teammates gets fucking blapped at the start, I can run up, drop the fucking revive, and go fight, and they get back up, and like we can we can actually get out of our yeah, terrible hot that's drops. a huge buff it is a fucking yeah I, I didn't think it was that big a deal but it is fucking massive um yeah it's a huge deal she's fucking rad now but anyway yeah i don't know it's wigging me out um yeah i think it i think it just comes down to you have to win more fights in in warzone there's because there's just so many there's way more there's more people yeah yeah there's more yeah you way more people have to keep winning fights as well like yeah people can get back you, in 100 and, yeah. 150 at the standard right yeah plus respawns plus gulags like it's not 150 people yeah it's more than 150 people yeah it, it's it's some it could be 250 people yeah 300 people somewhere around that effectively um yeah. it's, it's and the there's nothing people, to stop people getting bored back in one. yeah had a game last night in Warzone where uh, we, what we do? We fucking, we bought Gavin back in, Grey Squirrel. We bought Grey Squirrel back in once. We uh, got him back in using the fucking Most Wanted. Yeah. Uh, and then we bought him in again. And I had to fucking pick him back off the up off the ground fucking three times. He got nine kills. And I was saying this at the end of the game, nine kills. <laughs> And he was the fucking, he was the reason we lost that game. It didn't matter if he got nine kills. He was why we got that fucking, why we lost. He also did way more damage than everyone else. What happened, right? And I don't know if he's clipped it. Uh, I'm not sure if he's capable. He was, last I heard, he wasn't able to find where his fucking video files saved to. But uh, he's having trouble putting his, switching his monitor on the other day. It was yeah, painful. what was happening was he was just, I don't know if they've, they've done something to the warning on choppers, but he was murdering all over the fucking place with the pillar on choppers. He just, like, eight of his nine kills were people in vehicles with the pillar. Mm. Like, just, it just didn't fucking, it was just fucking from way out. It was just wrecking cuts. And it just like he was so he was so fucking chuffed with himself he's got oh, i've got nine kills look at me go but he was legitimately a fucking liability he was a fucking burden he was a brick on our team dragging us down into despair holy shit uh Rasty was playing and all we could hear from Rasty was the tv in the background the entire time and he was far more productive a teammate, despite not communicating at all. What was he watching? 
Uh, I couldn't quite work it out. Um, cartoon of some sort. I heard something about KFC, but apparently there was nothing about KFC going on. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, it, was, it was good. It was good. Uh, mm. But yeah, I uh, I think I'm going to transition back to Warzone. <laughs> Even though I don't get wins, I just have more fun. I mean, I'm not going to play mm. fucking... I, I'm going to go, like, I'm probably going to... I don't know. I've, I have been enjoying Apex a lot, but... People just don't seem keen on it for some reason. Um, you got to wait longer to get into a game. It is really frustrating when I can't somehow drag my dipshit teammates out of their hot drop bullshit. Like, uh, it's it's that that shit's annoying as fuck to me. So then, when you like you queue for fucking two minutes, you get into a game, you pick your fucking you're a legend and then they immediately make you jump directly below you. They die. They insta disconnect. Uh, and so it doesn't like, it's just yeah. you and you're like, well, I guess it doesn't fucking matter. Like what I do here, I, I'll do my best, but like this one's cooked. And then, yeah, you get fucking jumped by three cunts. And so you're back to the two minute queue again. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, like this seemed like a big waste of time. So now I think if yeah. I'm, I'm... Whereas Warzone, we can lose a fight and it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like like, we, can, we, we hot drop in Warzone all the time. Like every round we hot drop. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if we lose a fight because we keep playing. Yeah, exactly. We're back in. Yeah. And and like if there's only one person left, that's actually... Like the new fucking... I think the most wanted thing might be a bit too OP. It should give you money if it doesn't revive anyone. Or it should revive your teammates. It shouldn't give you money and revive everyone. That's fucking, that's pretty wild. But uh, it's fucking, it winds up having some fucking cool, like, instances. Like, it leads to some fucking lame shit. You and me were playing yesterday and I just hid in fucking the fire oh. station tower for fucking two minutes. No, three minutes. All three minutes while I waited for the most wanted so that you'd spawn back in. And then we fucking got our shields and hid in the corner for fucking six minutes or some shit. <laughs> Ten minutes. And the moment we walked out the door, fucking, you got shot at. You are fucking kidding. I could not believe that shit. That was fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny as well. Uh, but yeah, no, like me and Nate have been playing duos as well. And like we do that most wanted shit all the time. Like... When one of us, like, if we get wiped as a team and one of us wins the gulag and the other one doesn't, we mm. hit spacebar to float and then we find a fucking most wanted. And that's it. That's the game plan. Like, that is the instant game plan is find a most wanted and go for that. Because no. you don't even have to pay to buy them back in. You just fucking... You just drag them back in uh, as long as you fucking live long enough. And it, it's exciting as fuck. Like, they've done a real good job with that fucking bounty or mission, rather. Like, real good job. So, yeah, I just find it more exciting. More opportunities to come back. Um, but, yeah, I'm not playing with randos either. If I'm solo queuing, I'm playing Rainbow Six. I'm having a lot of fun with Rainbow at the moment. I'm still playing hmm. with everything on mute, uh, with everyone else on mute. Uh, it seems just to be the way to go. I... I did have one game where I, uh, I, it seems like if everyone cycles out, um, like everyone fucking 
leaves. Uh, when the new people come in, I have to remute, and I've I've not noticed that a couple of times now. Um, uh, okay. And like most of the time, people aren't actually dickheads, but I just don't want to fucking deal with the very few times when they are dickheads. Honestly, yeah. Just, fuck it. Um. Yeah. I'm just, I just really, I think Rainbow's in a really good place. I just think the addition of Malusi makes it fucking top notch. Um, she's just a really interesting character for me to play as. Playing against her on fucking uh, offense is really cool. Uh, heavily incentive. Like, I think Ash was probably already overpicked, but now, like, sh she can actually really change the landscape of a fucking site. Like ashing uh, um, Malusi is a great way to fucking dismantle or stop her from uh, ruining an entry. And you can Kali that shit as well. Uh, I've been taking Kali in a couple of times. Just usually when usually when it's meme time, uh, I'll just take Kali in and fucking take out Malusi's. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's a good game. Hoy enjoy it. But yeah, anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the last one on the list is The Hunter. Yeah. Um, Call of the Wild. Is that the full thing? Yeah, Call of the Wild. So you were talking about Ultimate Fishing Simulator VR last <laughs> week. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, and then somehow we got on a discussion of The Hunter. Yep. And you hadn't actually played the sequel, which was The Hunter, Call of the Wild. You played the original one. Yeah on this one and so after we fit like after we finished recording um you basically you bought it for some reason even though it was a free-to-play weekend because <laughs> i you figured we'd play like, it beyond the, the weekend. whole pack well it was like it was also 80 percent off or some shit so yeah it seemed like a not a terrible like a ton of dlc one. yeah um i didn't get the full pack i got the 2019 pack so like Right, ten DLC as opposed to the thirty or so that are on av available, but yeah, um, we played uh, for a couple hours. A couple I had a lot of hours. Fun. Me too. What? <laughs> uh, this game is pretty fucking good. We played for six hours. <laughs> According to my Steam, we played for six hours, and yeah, this game's pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah, shit. It's just, uh, it's weird how addictive it is. Like, because mm. a lot of it is just walking really slow somewhere, and then <laughs> yeah, like really slow, and then it's just <laughs> fucking go time, and you just okay, cool, let's do it, let's have some fun, and uh, yeah, like we were splitting up. A fair bit like splitting off into different areas of the fucking uh the forest that we're Reserve. hunting through and yeah. uh yeah it was weird um like every now and then you'd be like crouch walking through some fucking some trees and stuff and then you'd hear this fucking when like luke would be fucking oh yeah here we go and like fucking he's chasing after some fucking i don't know a moose or a family of moose or some shit or like how many fucking bears did you kill like 
Meanwhile, I'm like sitting Shuffle. here, like there's a there's duck. A, yeah, <laughs> there's another rabbit. I'm gonna kill this fucking rabbit. Yay! And then I'd fucking the boom would go off somewhere, and I'd like fucking look around, see like where on the map you are, and then I'd turn back, and the rabbit's fucking gone. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on! But um, yeah, it's um. It's a strangely compelling game. Uh, I just, I remember, because I went back, I played it a little bit after, uh, like after we wrapped. So maybe we didn't play for six hours together, but um, I, I was probably five hours together. Um, I was playing through it and like sort of reading guides and like looking into how to be better. And Oh, no. Uh, you've gone down the hole a little bit a little bit down the hole um i was just i was just wondering why you were so much more successful at finding shit i think it's just random chance uh and yeah going down it's, the it's about hole. knowing like the the areas because once you um so you got a map right yep. and at least for you i don't think it's consistent like if i go into your world and do something uh it's it doesn't save Right, which is a bit shit. That is, a but bit shit. if you go into your world and you're like, um, remember you built that that uh, uh, you built like a nest or something, a hide, um, yeah, yeah, where you, where you can sort of set up in a perch and then scout out the area and sort of sit there and use like your deer caller and hopefully call some deers in. So like that'll save and it's persistent, or you can find like a feeding area and then it's all about exploration. Yeah. And then coming back at a later time and being looking at your map and being like, all right, well, there's a feeding area over here. I know that the bears will be there between 7 and, and 2 p.m. Um, so I'll go that way and then I can go up here after I'm done with that. So I think the initial part of the game is like just exploring and finding things. And then it's about like, all right, well, how do I maximize my my trophy system and score and, and money and that sort of stuff? So yeah. there's a lot of learning. And I was looking at guns and stuff and seeing if, like, because uh, it feels pretty slow in the progression. But it seems like the weapons don't make that big a difference. Like, the difference between our starting weapons and late game weapons isn't hmm. all that huge. Like, we can get, like, it's a, it's a question of penetration. Like, the main problem that we have with our guns at the moment is that we're not doing a lot of penetration but if we spend some money we can buy the ammo that does higher penetration yeah. and that's a case that that's a situation where we would be able to use that to like uh take down some animals that are a bit tougher thicker provided <laughs> we're hitting the right like angles and uh hmm. right spots um which yeah uh i think is is a good thing. I mean, it feels directly contrasted to the fishing game where the progression system, like, directly... Like, we could use the starting fucking guns to take down bigger stuff. We did. Like, we took down moose and bears uh, with our starting shit. But in the fishing game, you just can't catch big fish until you've got, like, you're up a bunch of levels. Like, it just, it just doesn't happen. And I'm not expecting to be able to take down fucking... I don't know, like elephants or something. I don't think you can hunt elephants and I probably wouldn't be keen I think there's anyway, different but... scales of the animals as well. Like the bears we were getting were like easy bears or yeah. um, 
I think there's different reserves that it like ups their game. Like you'll need to start wearing your sense hider and getting better camo and you know coming at them from a different angle. But we did the starter reserve, and it's like here's an easy mode. You kind of just want to fuck around and yeah, do and it works shit. right. And we'll so it it feels like. <laughs> The way to level up is by getting better at the game, whereas in the fishing game, it felt like the way to level up was to manually level up in the slowest way fucking possible, which I think is exactly what I want. I think the hunter does it way better than fishing game. Yeah. Um, I think the old hunter was doing that a lot. Like, even if you put in perspective what you're talking about now, rather than you just hunting fucking rabbits for 15 hours, we didn't have to do that. We could go hunt the bears and the moose and the coyotes like we could go do what we wanted to do whereas if it was like a traditional game it's like all right you've got to hunt uh, rabbits for you know a couple hours and then uh baby deers like and then does and then like work your way up to the point where you're like let's go get some bears yeah or um you know lions and warthogs yeah for else it was yeah uh yeah i got a fucking sweet coyote kill i still haven't worked out why that was worth so many fucking points i think it was one of the it must have been a rare one like the different ratings on it or something yeah it so was it I was running at me too it was coming for me it's gonna fuck yeah me. it was coming right for me and i fucking cacao i didn't die to it like you died to that moose that was fucking hilarious luke got run over by a moose uh that you scared that i startled <laughs> uh you can't shoot your uh the the other hunters but you can scare animals into them it was uh we moved to the savannah the african fucking savannah and uh yeah there was uh there was like a stampede which was pretty fucking freaky like that's a pretty cool fucking mechanic there's like literally mm. just hundreds of fucking water buffalo or bison or whatever the fuck they're called uh cows and uh yeah they're just fucking running but the rumbling sound as they move and the the way it gets louder as they get closer and stuff uh it puts some panic into you like you're staring at these fucking like you hear it move past these trees and you hear it get a bit louder you're like uh are they coming this way and you start to like fucking yeah. hoof it because i could hear it but i couldn't see it it was because over near you i was like is yeah. that a stampede yeah like <laughs> that's what it sounds like yep. and it was yeah um yeah. yeah man they've done a lot of that game since i played it i was playing it back in early access or uh when i bought into it because i really liked the original game um we, we played a bunch of it and it was, you know it was fun getting you know it was only two of us playing we jumped in there but when we were playing the original, there was times where there was like four or five of us yeah. running around a reserve and that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of that was very much like the sort of old style of working your way up. Um, like you couldn't go hunt really bears and that sort of thing straight off the bat. Yeah. yeah. But this one, um, I think my my biggest complaint when I played it a while back was that it didn't run that great yeah um it was a little bit choppy and uh the multiplayer system was not what i wanted it, it need it didn't do a good job of like tracking scores and that sort of thing and also i wanted some sort of system in there of like a tournament uh, and they've got that in there now and it's really good like you can so we can get in our, our crew and be like all right let's set up a tournament and you click on there's tons in there now 
I was looking through and you could do like a um you know get get a certain amount of trophies or based off a score or whatever um it was nowhere near as deep as what it is now which is pretty cool yeah so that's kind of the one thing that i kind of uh, wanted out of it uh which it looks like they've done which is awesome um but i wish the other thing is the progression i think i wish the progression was a bit better so that like if i came into your game and i built something yeah that or I discovered something and I haven't gone back to check it, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that it's not persistent. So like if I'm in your world and I do stuff, yep. it's saving to your world and not, not back yeah. in my game. Yep. I have to, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but that's what I sort of gathered from what I read. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it, man. It's, it's, it's really good. I've, I like that. They just keep adding more and more content um, to it. Like this seems like there's, tons of different sort of reserves you can go after and different animals to, to sort of find and yeah i'd be keen to jump in and check out what else there is or fucking set up a tournament or something i don't know yeah it'd <laughs> be good yeah um and i like the fact that we could like there was one one spot where i ended up killing something and we hadn't been walking with each other for like half an hour or something like 40 minutes and this thing had been shot by you at one stage. Like, it had, like, six bullets <laughs> yeah. in it. I'm like, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah, you just... I definitely feel like <laughs> I wound up leaving a lot of fucking ammunition just sort of in animals out in the out in the wild of the hunter. Like, just fucking out hmm. there. Just hanging out. Because, uh... Some of the fucking stuff I shot, it fucking moved. It like oh, yeah, that yeah. one you were talking about. Quick. Holy shit. Like I shot that thing and you were kilometers away from me. And you like, oh, here's a bear. Uh why does it say you shot this bear? And I'm like, Are you fucking kidding? And it had to be the one that I was like yeah. They move quick. They fucking... But also, you move very slow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even when you're sprinting, you're still very fucking slow. Like, um, I've got a... I'll probably pull up the clip on this, on the video podcast, but um, the clip of the bear that, that fucking charges me down, like, I shoot it. I hear it. I hear something behind me. Mm. What, what's loading the clip is um, we're at, like, a feeding ground out the front of, like, a lake yeah. where we were tracking moose, and I shot a moose... And they ran off to the right and I heard something behind me. I spin around and there's a bear like walking and it's a decent distance away. I quickly shoot it and it flips the fuck out. Like I hit it. Well, I thought I hit it in the, the chest, but um, I don't think I did. And it, yeah. it immediately charges me and it gets to me in like a couple of seconds. I, I'm reloading my gun at this stage, my bullet. <laughs> and the moment the gun finishes reloading i just click the button i don't i don't uh scope or anything because it's that close and mm. it shoots it right in the head um and i looked at the you can pick up a trophy and it sort of examine it and see like the score you you got and um where the bullets hit and what organs you you penetrate and that sort of thing and like the first one it was like one percent flesh and then it was like 99 percent skull or brain shot or something yeah. it was like fuck like uh yeah they just run so quick some yeah. of those animals 
that you just have to if you don't hit them the first time you're gonna have to pray you get them the second time i wish it would like share the details like i wish it shared those details a bit more because yeah because i I can't see them yeah you can't see them when i do it and you can't see it uh when i no i can't see when you do it and like yeah like I would love to see all the details of your kill and stuff, you know? I reckon that'd be fucking cool. Yeah. Maybe there is a way. I just haven't, we just haven't found it. I couldn't find yeah. it in the True. menus. Yeah. Um, but it, it notifies you when someone picks it up, like you get experience and um, and that sort of stuff. So anyway, yeah, a lot of fun. I, I dug it. I'm not sure who else. I think I think Heath and Drew have it. Um cool i don't know but i doubt they'd jump on the same time that we were playing true yeah anyway the hunter the Call hunter. Of hmm. on sale um is that it that's it for games that's it for games good effort should we do some news let's do it what do we got <clears throat> have a quick drink um cyberpunk 2077 we had the uh nightwire event is that what it's called i wrote his city wire night city wire night city wire event where they did a a presentation of the game uh and this seems to be a reoccurring thing they're gonna be doing every once in a while yeah Um, on top of that there was some embargoes dropped for previews uh media and content creators got about four four or five hours hands-on with the game from the very start it sounds like yep up until a certain section of the game and um yeah did you end up watching this stream or this i video? did yeah. yeah and i watched uh what you expected uh kind of what i expected i guess yeah it seems very like um rock starry like what but with a bit more personality maybe you know like rockstar would do more- their red dead redemption things and like here's a here's a gameplay sort of element and yeah we're going to talk about shooting and it's just someone sort of narrating all the different ways you can interact yeah i I felt like that was very similar to this but with um a host and the developers and like a some interview sort of style communication and then also like here's 15 minutes of gameplay of this new thing we haven't seen before um yeah and sort of how that works so yeah um yeah, I thought it was a. I thought it was like they did a really good job of it. Um, I don't know if I want to watch too many more. I like if they're doing more of it. I, I kind of want to go in as fresh as possible because, like, from the I watched uh, Adam Matthews preview session. So did I. It was excellent. It was awesome. His his yeah. his uh, preview was was really good. Yeah. His uh, video on his channel. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was fucking sick, and well, like, and I read his his preview as well. And like, the impression I got was that like, it's it's a game where things open up as you learn what you're capable of. Like, you sort of do things in a very rigid way, uh, sort of trapped in the conventions of the the genre, and then as you learn more about the uh, the game and what's possible in the game, you're able to experiment more. And I think a lot of the fun is in that experimentation. And so I don't necessarily want to learn 
too much more does that make sense like i want to fucking yeah. learn it myself while i'm playing type thing uh which yeah. won't happen if i keep watching fucking previews that tell me everything possible um but yeah so they they showed off the brain dance mechanic which is sort of like the batman arkham uh detective mode stuff that will get you to do or um i've heard people refer to it sort of like a detroit um like the detective stuff you did in detroit become human yeah but better okay <laughs> fair enough no yeah. but legit yeah, it, it looks like a better version of it because like the detroit thing was basically just pressing a play and rewind button right like yeah this actually has you like you know looking at the security camera or fucking like tapping into different elements whereas yeah Detroit yeah. was super fucking rigid i mean i guess it was panning around and stuff but yeah the one concern that i have is that out of all of the previews that i was listening to and, and reading that was the one thing people walked away saying they didn't really care for yeah was the brain dance stuff so i don't know maybe it that makes sense. Maybe it gets better. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it does seem like it's a system that would be, uh, like there should be a lot of depth available. So yeah, hopefully mm. they they grow it a lot more over time. But we'll yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. That like what they showed seemed very much a tutorial. And even in some of the trailer, like in that new trailer, it seemed like it was hinting at some more elaborate stuff in it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we learned about things like new starting areas for depending on which character you sort of picked. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Uh, and I guess what they're trying to do is give players the option to be like, hey, you can play this game as, you know, a street rat or whatever they street kid i can't remember the specific name um and like it'll be a different experience to you playing as like a, a corporate or something like that um so you can go like a multiple playthroughs and um as opposed to just playing like a normal rpg like the witcher or something like that where it's generally the same sort of story up until um you know most of the game unless you go and explore a bit, whereas this is, there's some deviation there and a bit more flexibility. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how that stuff sort of pans out. Like when we actually get to play it, um, how different people's experiences are. And uh, I saw Alana Pierce is doing a podcast tonight where she's got a bunch of um, other media people that got to play it right. where they'll be talking about like their experience. Cause yeah, like I said, you've got it gave you three different options and three different starting areas and like how different is one person's experience from the other person's. That's kind of what I'm interested to see. So I'll definitely check out that that podcast a bit later just to sort of sort of get a gauge of you know how different it will actually matter in terms of those choices. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm going to be kind of kind of like you. I don't know if I need to watch any more of these. I'm sort of sold on it, and I'm yeah. I'm keen to just experience it when it when it comes out hopefully this year i don't i don't think it's gonna be delayed again i doesn't make sense if they do yeah yeah 
Um, the some of the news that I saw come out today was that uh, uh, someone asked one of the developers about wall running, which is a feature we saw in the original gameplay trailer. Yeah. Um, released when the game was first debuted. Uh, and that's apparently been removed due to design issues. They couldn't get it to work properly. Yeah. Um, that was, if you recall, it was part of the, the gameplay demo where V was um, sort of in like a scaffolding on the roof and would wall run and she'd use her mant- mantis blades, I think mantis blades, to like stick into the wall and then like look down. Um. And I think at that stage, she like jumps on them and like does like a an attack from above like a takedown yeah um or I th- maybe the other one that i saw was she sat on the wall and hacked the player or something like that I- i've seen a bunch of these demos but anyway they've removed that wall running ability uh because apparently that's not gonna that it wasn't working or something like that um this is like another sort of thing where people will be i'm interested to see if we start seeing like oh the game's being downgraded sort of speak coming down in uh, at some stage, just because that is, seems that's like a a thing that uh, gamers seem to get very angry about. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to get out in front of that shit. Because uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was otherwise inevitable. It was definitely coming. Yep. Mm. Um. All right. Yeah, definitely came for that one. Uh, next up, we got some Xbox Series X slash X news. Um, Xbox has missed another month of their monthly 2020 events that they were supposed to be doing. It still hasn't been one for a while. Yep. Uh, but according to a couple of different websites, there is a second Xbox Series SKU that is coming out, um, codenamed Lockhart, and it's going to be Xbox Series S, which will be revealed at August 20, the August 2020. Um, They're saying it's a smaller unit. It's going to have the same CPU as what's in the uh, Series X, but it's going to be not as, I think it's going to be underclocked from what I was reading. Um, This one's going to have 7.5 gigabytes of usable RAM as opposed to 13.5 on the Series X. And it's uh, four teraflops of GPU, which will be targeting at least... 1080p um possibly 1440p uh, the series x is using uh, 12 teraflops of, of gpu so uh it seems like the biggest difference here is the the ram and the uh, gpu capabilities of the device but from all of these uh, reports that are coming out there's definitely a second unit um mm. whether or not that's going to be also a if it's going to be a downloadable only type thing or if it's more just a like here's something that will play those games but just not at 4k um and it's going to be cheaper i mean that could end up being a really smart decision for them in the end if they're trying to you know get people to buy early on this thing yeah um because we've generally kind of started consoles with one skew for the most part right there's i like I, you know uh, i guess ignoring the playstation 2 5 dual skew the discless version right yeah um, downloadable yeah but like i think the playstation 5 version might be a smarter way to go about it because you don't want to like you're 
you're immediately limiting it, like obviously it might be more affordable to get the xbox mm. series s but you're immediately limiting uh your console's you lifespan yeah like they're not gonna they rev- they're gonna build the life cycle of the console around the flagship console right so you are going to get games that work best on Series X throughout the lifetime, but also seven years from now, games like that run on the Series X, right, uh, might not go that well on the Series S. It'll be, it'll it's 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 as if they unleashed uh like a light version right from the get-go that is... I mean, this is all rumoured, obviously. So, I mean, if they don't do this, then this is a moot point. Yeah. But I, I don't think this is a good idea, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it could be a good idea in terms of how many people have 4K TVDs. Like, if this unit, if the base unit is targeting 4K 30 or 4K 60, uh, fingers crossed, hmm. and they release a second unit, which is... 1440p or, or 1080p for people that don't have those types of TVs. It could be a smart play for them if it's going to be significantly cheaper. Like the numbers I saw throwing around were a lot cheaper, like more, like half the price that were, were some of the rumors. If it's half the price, yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. Why not? I I guess. But yeah it, that's only that only works if you never have any intention of getting a fucking 4k tv which like i mean i've run into this issue myself right like i'm like oh well, a 1070 is all i fucking need right because i don't have any intention on going above 1080p with my monitor because 4k monitors that run at a reasonable fucking refresh rate are fucking heinous and then a 1440p monitor comes on on sale that does g-sync and fucking uh 144 hertz i'm like well fucking mm. thank you but i can't even like uh, first of all i've got the monitor itself limited at 120 because i do not have a game that runs at 144 on my current rig right it just doesn't happen right, right? uh but i can get rainbow up to 120 so I might as well lock it at 120 uh it's it's like it runs well at that frame rate. Um, yeah, like I've artificially limited myself. I didn't get a 1080. If I'd gotten a 1080, uh, 20, yeah, 1080 uh, graphics card in the first place, I'd be able to maximize the use of my fucking monitor. But because I didn't, I can't. You know, it's... It, yeah. Yeah. Like half price. If it's half price, fucking... I'd say about what I said. I it, mean, it'd be worth it at half price, but I just think. Yeah, I don't know if they go half price, but if it's if it's uh, two hundred dollars difference. Let's talk percentage wise, right? If it's above, if it's more than sixty percent of the cost of a regular one, I do not think you're making the right decision by going for the Series S. I understand, obviously, you know, money is what it is, you know, but yeah. Uh, it's you're you're just going to wind up paying more later when you inevitably get a 4k tv because i don't think 4k is going away right uh it's, no there's, there's no way that 4k is going away so the only like or in the next if you think in the next seven years 
you will not get a 4K TV. Uh, and it's above and it's below, sorry, and it's above 60%, then fucking go for it. But if you think in the next seven years you will get a 4K TV and it's above 60%, I think you need to maybe rethink it uh, and just hold out a little bit, save up a bit more money and get a Series X. Because at the end of the day, and I, they're probably going to sell out fucking week one anyway. So, uh, yeah, so- I think that's where Sony's, sorry, uh, Xbox has the upper hand in terms of pricing because they now have the ability to be like, we've got a cheap unit. Like at the end of the day, Xbox is going to have a cheap unit. Yeah. Just because of the fact of what they're doing. Sony has this digital only device. The, the price difference between that and the standard version is not going to be a lot like i've seen what's the different how much does a fucking disk drive cost because that's all has been removed yeah no i agree i agree 100 but all i'm saying is like from a i don't know a fucking consumer advice perspective i think yeah. the series s is would be too limited uh just yeah, you just got to think, like, it's so easy to think about these consoles in the fucking moment, in the fucking, oh, what am I going to play today, right? Oh, I'm going to yep. play, well, I don't know what the fuck you're going to play on Xbox, but Forza <laughs> 15 or some shit, but, like... Minecraft like, Dungeons. Minecraft Dungeons in glorious 1080p. Uh, like, yeah, it's so easy to think about it, like, fucking on launch, right? But... It's, it is a trick. The trick is to consider the fucking platform seven years from now. Consider the platform, consider that both Sony and Xbox refreshed their consoles halfway through the fucking life cycle of this, uh, of this generation with more powerful versions, right? And then consider what the Series S will look like against the Series X, X or whatever the fuck. You know, the, the yeah. Xbox One X version of the Series X because they won't make an Xbox One X version of the Series S. They will just make a more powerful, the PlayStation Pro version of the Series X, of the sex. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So four years from now, you're going to have the Sex Pro, right? You're not going to have a Cess Pro. And so your Cess will be that much weaker in comparison. They make, they make games for PlayStation Pro primarily now. Fucking, The Last of Us 2 works best on PlayStation Pro. They want you to review it on PlayStation Pro. They want you to experience the best version of it. And it's not to say that it's... Like, the, the thing is, like, the regular, regular PlayStation 4 still runs The Last of Us Part 2 phenomenally, but not as good as the Pro. And I think that's that's just something to consider, right? Like, if the regular version of the PlayStation runs it fine, right, seven years down the track, what would the inferior version of the PlayStation 4 run it like seven years down the track? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see these two. Yeah, go battle. Um, who jumps first in this price? Because oh yeah, they're <laughs> still, both. We're, they're, st- we're still waiting. The longest game of chicken uh, of all time. Yeah, I mean this uh, June. We're we're at July now, so August next month. 
um, I think we're going to start seeing prices. That I think that's the longest they can hold out is yeah. next month. Yeah, absolutely. If they want to start getting pre-orders and that sort of stuff in before November. Yeah. Three, yeah, because then they've got three months until release, basically. Yep. All right. Um, next up, we've got... Uh, I slipped some of these in here. we got PlayStation Reveals, nine new indie titles coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Did you have a chance to check out any of these no. yet? No. Uh, I'll quickly run through some of the, the lists. We've got Worms Rumble, which seems to be like a... Uh, like a battle royale worms game, multiplayer game. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer. Um, it's like real time or some shit, right? Uh, Haven, which is a co-op adventure game. Um, introducing Cardo, which is I think that's the name of it. I, I've not watched a lot of these. Uh, which is a a puzzle adventure game coming to PlayStation Four. We've got a hacking themed platformer called Recompile, which is coming to PlayStation Five. Uh, Where the heart is, which is a narrative narrative adventure, um, coming next year to PlayStation Four. Uh, Marquette, which is a first-person puzzle game similar to A Fisherman's Tale. And cool. What was the other game that was like that as well? Um, maybe Subliminal, I think that was called, um, where it sort of plays with your perspective. Right. <clears throat> but, yeah, very much Fisherman's Tale vibe, like, but not in VR. <laughs> um, Fist, which is an action uh, platformer uh, coming to playstation 4 another one was heavenly bodies which is a game we've talked hey, about we play on that. the show yeah yeah it's an australian game um where you play as like a space astronaut space astronaut <laughs> you're doing weird things with your hands and grabbing things and uh it's available it's going to be available in co-op as well and um uh yeah a couple other games i don't have the full list here i haven't watched all of them but looks like they're um focusing on some indie stuff which is cool because sony has been a bit lackluster in terms of supporting indie games and um microsoft has really been taking a lot of those yeah under their wings so yeah it's good to see them sort of branching out and going a bit deeper in that sort of stuff um anyway you can go check out those trailers on the playstation blog if you've not seen them yet and then lastly the last piece of news i put on here because um I just want to talk about it quickly, was the cover athletes for NBA 2K21. They have revealed two of the three that are coming out. First one is Damian Lillard from Portland. Right. Um, good choice. Top yeah. five yeah. basketball player for a very long time. Everyone loves Dame. From good Dame time. Um, the second one is Zion Williamson, which I do not agree with at all. Uh, cover athletes. Well... I mean, what are your my, thoughts? Uh, he, he's certainly the new hotness, and he seems to love NBA. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I haven't bought into the Zion hype yet. So uh, I think he's fucking. He's a, definitely a great player. I just, yeah, sure. I <clears throat> but my, I think my biggest issue is that uh, I don't think he's proven himself yet in the NBA. We're talking about a player that's played less than twenty games in the NBA. Yeah, so Although, far because I mean, he was injured. They, they, well, yeah, and for other reasons, uh, he hasn't had as much opportunity. Yeah. Um. Like, they 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 set this shit up way earlier, like really early in the in the hmm. in the piece. Like, I don't know if. 
they couldn't have predicted that nobody would be allowed to play basketball fucking forever. I mean, yeah, well, I guess we have to see what involvement he has in the game, if yeah. any. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like they could have uh, picked someone different. Like uh, he's a rookie that hasn't played that many games because he was injured and just feels a bit bit cheap for some other players that could have been a bit more deserving at least. Um, so what's like, the last I, to one me, they're going to do? I think it's going to be Kobe. It's going to be Kobe, right? Probably, yeah. I I think people would be mad upset. I don't th- uh, like could you imagine if you were like yeah, is there any legend who would want to be on the cover when everyone else is screaming out for Kobe? I think they do Kobe and they do some sort of charity event around it in terms of a certain amount of the proceeds go to uh, my guess would be some women's basketball or something like that. Um, like a percentage of the sales and then that's what they do with it. If they're not doing some sort of charity event around that cover, then they're going to cop some shit. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. So that's my, I haven't looked into, I haven't seen if there's any leaks or anything Yeah. No. yet, but um, that's, that would be my guess. Yep. Gotta right. be. Cool. That's the news. Sweet. Um we got any questions? Let's do questions. Uh, we've got I've got the blip. Oh, it's Fridge Monster Man. Hi Luke. Hi Job. So now that the last of a spoiler embargo has been lifted, what do you think its purpose was? Did Sony really put the embargo in place to keep the story under wraps, or was it part of the marketing department's hype machine? Oh, okay. Interesting. Is one. that a question? That's uh, the question. That's the question. Um, so uh, I got some insight into this. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Not, not like, not like behind the closed door scene, but cause I've been, uh, listening to a bunch of podcasts. Uh, yeah. one of them, Neil Druckmann was on, uh, it was a, a naughty dog decision. The NDA, uh, it wasn't Sony. Yeah. So, uh, it was, sounds like his decision to have a lot of those, um, embargoes in there specifically related to story beats. Mm. Um, and uh, I don't know dancing around it without spoiling certain things I do agree that there is stuff in there that you need to avoid um, to sort of have such an impact on the player but it can be tricky to sort of handle that um, like what, like what, what can you hint at what you're talking about a bit more I think the first big reveal yeah. should be avoided. No. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. If your story doesn't work, right? If your fucking narrative doesn't work, if someone reveals something that happens in the first... Like, imagine if you were writing a fucking... Oh, my God. Like, imagine you were writing a fucking TV show and you're like, oh, but you can't reveal what happens in... It's a fucking episode of Law and Order, Right? Hmm. And you're not allowed to reveal what happens before the fucking law and order fucking title screen. You're not allowed to reveal what happens in the cold open. That's fucking horseshit. Get the fuck out of here. No. If your narrative doesn't work because people can't reveal what happened in the cold open, you didn't fucking write it correctly and you should fucking- It's not a law and order episode though. It's It's a sequel 
to one of the most critically acclaimed PlayStation 3 games, uh, you should be connecting it something to similar like, um, I don't know, fucking Avengers, uh, Infinity War or something like that where, or even, yeah, Infinity War, where there's, before the fucking Avengers, like, logo flashes on the screen, you've got a giant scene that happens and stuff happens in that scene that is really important like using that spoiling it for people i feel like is a fucking dick punch get the fuck out of here you You're should be allowed to surprise say to people no fuck that that's not a surprise right that is setting tone that is setting the fucking stage like get out of here with that shit that is the fucking writing of the story you cannot fucking restrict people from talking about the fact that loki fucking dies Get the fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. That's the story. That is what is set up, right? That is everything that fucking... That is why everything else happens. Why things play out the way they do. They That informs the rest of it. You can't f- stop people from fucking talking about that shit. That's crazy. Like... I, I wholeheartedly disagree. You have to be able to fucking talk about these things because otherwise you can't talk about anything. How the fuck? Like, I gotta spend fucking how many fucking words dancing around the fact that this is a fucking revenge tale. And, oh, it's a revenge It's a revenge arc. It's a revenge story. Why? Why is Ellie trying to get revenge? Can't say. Can't say... But trust me, she wants revenge and it's fucking fully justified within the context of the fucking story itself. No, fuck that shit. No, that is why she wants revenge. That's why she wants revenge for a very specific reason. I realize now that by saying revenge and like, I mean, that's the other thing. You can work that shit out using context clues, right? Like basic context clues. If you can't work it out, uh, and like if, if your theory is well yeah you can work it out using context clues so it's fine just use context fuck that shit if i'm allowed to use context then i'm allowed to use fucking straight up words because if they can work it out via context then that's enough right i i would i see a case for not spoiling the second half right mm-hmm. i see a case for it i don't agree Right? Because I think you restrict the the critic too, uh, too much uh, without them possibly knowing what they're getting into. If it felt like a fucking bait and switch in in the embargo itself, let alone the fucking actual bait and switch of the story itself, right? But I I can see an argument there. There is no argument, which is why I spoiled the fuck out of it in my review. Uh, on uh, the gapodcast.com because, like, I spoiled the fuck out of that first reveal. I don't agree. I do not agree. I, I mean, I, I, I couched it in spoilers, spoiler talk, but I don't agree that you shouldn't be allowed to talk about that. It happens too early in the game. It's not, it's not fucking Bruce Willis wearing a hairpiece at the end of the Sixth Sense. It, it is the fucking the crux of it. That's it. But I think the difference here is that it's coming out a week before anybody else gets a chance to see it. There's people out there that don't want to know that stuff. And I think it's fine, like, what we did, where once the game is released, then fuck it. It's, like, game on. Just spoilers are free to go. 
but um, which which you ended up getting rid of all the redactions and that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, but I think like having something that's a week early and major story beats that are, are there to shock and surprise people, like it, it wouldn't have as big of an impact. If your writing can't have as big an impact because they're not allowed to be fucking surprised, like write it better. That's the whole fucking the whole fucking point is that you're just supposed to be better at writing. The the only well, reason can't like, you be better at writing to talk around it? Get the fuck out of here! I shouldn't have to be. I should like that's you can't fucking restrict me from critically analyzing fucking thing and then also oh okay okay so we want you to critically analyze this piece of art right but you can't talk about more than half of it right no i can i can actually be better at writing and i was fucking i got around it didn't i didn't i fucking make it work yes i fucking did yes i fucking did (laughs) but i shouldn't have had to right everyone who wrote about it shouldn't have had to Every single person who reviewed it and wrote 10 out of 10 reviews, but people felt they weren't justified in the text because they weren't able to fucking justify it in the text. Cool. Thanks for thanks for that, Neil. Thanks for throwing us a fucking hospital pass, Neil. I'm sorry that you weren't capable of fucking writing your story with some impact without having to literally shock people into it. Like... The reason The Sixth Sense, right? The Sixth Sense is a film that hinges on its twist, right? But you go back and watch The Sixth Sense afterwards or Unbreakable, right? These films where, oh, so good. Oh, the twist is so amazing. And then you go back and watch them afterwards. You're like, actually, it's a really fucking good movie. Holy shit. It's a really good movie and it's got a great twist. And when I watch it again, knowing the twist, it hasn't ruined the movie right bad movies are the ones where if you know the the twist you're like oh fuck this shit i don't give a fuck anymore oh right yeah okay i get it yeah it was earth all along that's unfair to planet of the apes but it does sort of does sort <laughs> of sum up talking about the happening <laughs> i mean holy fuck the happening is a fantastic fucking <laughs> example of this from the same writer no less like it is. It's a spectacular example of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, it's a bad fucking movie. And like, once you work, like, once it all, you're like, or Signs. No, not Signs. Signs was fine. The Sounds Village. Good. Was it The Village? The one where they're just, like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. That's fucking it, man. <laughs> did like, you nearly ruin The Village? <laughs> I very fucking nearly did. I, do, I didn't because, you know, I want to respect, you know, the shock. Uh, that people will have when they work out that they wasted two hours of their fucking life watching it. But yeah, like that's exactly it, right? Like if it's a good fucking, then it doesn't matter if something that happens in at the, before the cold open is spoiled for anyone. Argue all you will. And I will, I will listen at least I will debate as uh, like to the ends of the earth uh about whether or not the second half of the last of us two should be spoiled uh but to me the only thing that shouldn't be spoiled uh in a in a review is the fucking end of a game you shouldn't talk about how it ended you can talk about how the ending made you feel 
I felt mm. underwhelmed by the end of uh, The Last of Us Part 2, but you shouldn't talk about how it specifically ended. I'm still respecting the concept of the second half of uh, being a spoiler, I guess, in The Last of Us Part 2, but personally, what is a spoiler for The Last of Us Part 2 is the ending itself. That last right. sequence. Or, you know, the the last five endings in the last part two, as it were. Because it fucking ends over and over again. Is it before, like, just after the aliens show up? Just after the aliens, yes. Not ah, before. Okay. I think Not you before. should be allowed okay. to talk about the aliens. Yeah, um, I agree with that. It was silly that we weren't allowed to, but it was, embargoes it was up now, so... It's free reign. Um, I I remember Batman Arkham. Which one did I review? Arkham City. Yeah. Um, that embargo was we're not allowed. We weren't allowed to talk about the start of that game. Which yeah. Was you played as Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Um, I thought that was dumb. Yeah. I got in trouble. That was for, dumb for making fun of that. Okay. <laughs> um, got a sternly worded Sp- email. Spider Man had some stuff in there but i think those ones were very justified um like i don't have a problem with the the spider-man ones or even like the uh god of war right god of war didn't want you to talk about the nature of uh uh uh, i don't know boy boy's parentage and stuff you know like Uh, i don't have yeah i don't have a problem with that shit right i'm pretty fucking fine with that i think because of how that is revealed it's revealed at the 29th hour of a 30 long hour long game, right? Not in the fucking third hour. No, not even the third hour. The fucking second hour of a second. fucking 29 hour game. Like, yeah. And yeah, I I thought playing as Bruce Wayne should have been fucking talked about. I actually did talk about it at length on, uh, I did a, a full fucking feature article on it, which got me a sternly worded email. But uh, like... <laughs> That, that shit's fucking that, that shit's dumb that spider-man made sense because of the the nature of the again like you didn't find that shit out until the fucking final act i don't have a problem with stuff that's not to be revealed until the final act that's fine hmm. that's but that's the story arc right like revealing it early also doesn't make sense in the context like there is i mean if we've learned anything from fucking the last the conversation around the last of us part two is that there are like so much of that game hinges on fucking context and there's so much context that doesn't come from just things being revealed to you out of fucking context but like and that's why everyone's upset about oh you know ellie doesn't grow and blah 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 blah. but you like that's fucking patently untrue she absolutely does and you see it it just doesn't happen in fucking cutscenes. Uh, it happens in her chatter with other characters while she's playing through the fucking game. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Any other questions? Was that it? Oh, he writes. He continues. Oh, by the way, I tried that pasta dish with anchovies, and goddamn, it's amazing. I just swapped out the bacon for chicken, which bolts it up a bit. Next time, I think I'll try it with a barbecue chook. I'm going to try it with a barbecue chook. I'm going to do olives, anchovies. I'm going to do full pizza in a pasta dish. It's my dream. I love that you've taken me down this path, Fridge Monster Man. Anyway, um, 
you didn't finish on a question, so yeah, shouldn't answer that last one. I shouldn't have answered. I shouldn't have said anything. No. All right, and that is the show. Uh, we are the Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places where you get your podcasts from. Uh, under the Gap, the GA Podcast, the Gap Podcast. Please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find it. Uh, if you would like to send us any questions, you can email us the GA Podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website uh, thegapodcast.com slash discord uh, and that will take you to our discord page where you can leave us questions or play games or talk about um, video game spoilers which is now set up hmm. in there so you can go do that if you want uh, I think Heath was being a bit of a dickhead in there and just writing random shit which is classic Heath good stuff if you would like to find us on social media, we're at facebook.com slash a GA podcast, twitter.com slash a GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch this video as well, uh, this week I'll chuck up some Warzone and some Hunter um, and anything else that I can think of that we can find. You can also go to our website, the GA podcast.com. It's got links to everything we talked about today, including past episodes of the show. You can also go and, um, I don't know, do, do whatever you want on there. It's a website. Click on things. I click on things sometimes. I don't. I never click on anything. <laughs> make it a yep. personal point of pride to not click on things. Yeah. Uh, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members. They help support the show and the website. If you would like to help, do that as well. You can go to patreon.com slash GA podcast. Thank you to everyone that is a monthly member. Thank you Helps so much. Pay the bills. Yeah, you're the best. And have you got anything you'd like to pimp out for this week that you've been working on? No. Cool. You on Twitter? On Twitter, at JobyJojo. Uh, go check out... Uh, there's a video that I talked about before. What was it? I don't know. I'll retweet our video of us playing heavenly bodies from last year oh okay we were on this we, we played this shit ages ago we were here first maybe they listened to our podcast and we're like let's do it yeah it's let's, time let's let's hook them up yeah yep. uh you can find me twitter.com slash luke laurie l-a-w-r-i-e that is it for this week we're back next week with uh, more video games i don't know what but we'll figure it out see you then bye